Here we go. Episode 22. I'm Mike Busey. You are listening to my podcast with my wonderful host, Miguel Colon Jr. And we are tired. It's been drained. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long year. I feel like uh, I'm like on one of those marathons, and the guy's about to fucking uh, projectile shit out of his ass, and he's 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 not even his body has taken over. He's physically everything his, I've ever seen about a, a marathon. Besides the fact that I'm fat as fuck and I couldn't run a marathon if I wanted to. Let me just say this though: I've never seen anything about a marathon that I was like, "That looks dope." Like I've seen people bleeding from their nipples. Because, like, they didn't tape their nipples down in the wind and rubbing on their shirts. Yep. I've seen people defecating themselves, just shitting themselves in pictures because yep. they had to shit. Everybody who runs a marathon, they, they don't even run, like, cool. Like, they don't fucking wide receiver run where they're pumping their arms and shit. They T-Rex it where their arms are just, like, hanging in the front and they're dangling. Like, nothing about a marathon looks like that's that's where it's at. There's a lot of shit that people do that I'm like, yeah, I'll never get into that. Yeah, a 40. That's all you need to run in life. A fucking 40. Now, back <laughs> After in a my 40, you're just showing off. Back in my high school college days, I was our, our basketball coach was actually the, the fucking cross-country coach. So we practiced together. And, uh, yeah, I could run further than anyone most of the time. I could, I, when I was in, in my prime, I, could, I was insane because I was mentally a little unstable i wanted it more than everyone so i just kept going to where i pushed my body beyond its like limit to where i was like whoa i'm definitely blacking out right now like <laughs> like I, I blacked out several times running like i did some stuff in jrotc where we went to like these competitions and one was at this college uh, and, and i think it was gainesville it might have been uf i don't yeah. know and it was all these different rotc groups from all around the state competing against each other and we did this whole, I think it was like. It Just like been. a fucking room full of people who aren't fucking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what, like, that's where I had, like, my little falling out with ROTC. Because, like, I was like, man, I'm the coolest motherfucker in here. And and they hated me because I was cool and popular in school. And I was trying to make Pickle Gang some some fucking cool, legit shit to where you'd have to get beat up in the school because no one was talking shit to me about my outfit. Yeah. I mean, a couple of people were. Did but. you have to wear it, like, every Friday or something like that? Yeah, or, yeah. We, had, we had to dress. I think it was every Friday. What ROTC, what military branch ROTC was Army. yours? Army ROTC. And I did all the extra, extra shit. Like, I was in Rangers, like, yeah. this little after-school program yeah. where... You, you you pretended you were. A uh, you guys can't if you can't see him right now. He's smiling as he says it because he knows. Yeah, because I was doing some shit to where like I was like I know I'm not as athletic as most athletes were, but I was insane and I was like super competitive my whole life. So I had to do one semester of ROTC because I wasn't there the day in eighth grade where you signed up for what classes you wanted in ninth grade. So when I got my schedule, it was all fucked and I had to fight hard. And uh, I got I was in I was in mostly honors classes, which was cool until later on. I fe- like by my second by, by my second semester of high school, I was like fuck honors classes, college prep, baby. It's chill. The girls are hot, and nobody's like working hard. Dude, I was doing all that shit. Cause... But but I I didn't sign up for like a, a phys ed of any kind. So I thought I was just gonna get regular like PE or something like that. And they were like, oh no, you all the PEs are filled up. And I was like, so what does that mean? I don't get a PE credit because you had to get a in ninth grade. One of the things you had to get was a PE credit. So they're like oh, you got to take ROTC. And I was like, what? So I was drafted into ROTC. I wasn't, I was an ROTC draftee, not Damn, a real. You didn't go to Canada, go back Mm-mm. to, go back to Puerto Mm-mm. Rico. I was an ROTC draftee. I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be there. I constantly brought it up, man. And, uh, me and my buddy, Nate Diggs, who really did sign up to ROTC because he thought he was going to go into the army after high school, uh, 
we were in together and I don't know if I've told this story before on the show, but we, uh, we basically, you were supposed to rank up every couple like weeks based on stuff you did and things like that. We just stole What branch rank. was it? This was Army ROTC also. Oh. Did and you get the athletic ribbon? It was like purple? We had the purple ribbon. We had the little red fucking. Uh, Ropes. The, yeah, the, the, whatever the French shit name is for that. Uh, all You know, for like for like combat in high school. Now you probably get one for school shooting surviving, you know, but fucking uh, we were in there and we stole rank. And so we were like, you know, sergeants three weeks in. And nobody had any idea why, but we ended up taking over the ROTC store. That Damn, shop. so you like fucking infiltrated the ROTC and, and, and fucking... Bro, we would clean the shop. The, the thing that they loved about us was we ROTC had a room like twice the size as podcast studio with all their bullshit in there. And me and Nate would get high during that period, and then we'd be like, let's just clean stuff up. So I remember his name, First Sergeant Netterville. First Sergeant Netterville knew something was up. But he would come in there all the time, and the shit would look good and clean. Or so, Brasso, you like oh Brasso for your belt buckles and shit. My dad was a marine, so already I knew how to shine shoes and Brasso. But I bought core frames. I don't know if you guys know the shoes, the core frames. They're one hundred percent shined already yeah, and fake. They're like pleathers. Yeah, uh, you just can't touch them with your like other the other shoe. They're like the Jordans. It. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, so I was ROTC drafty and I was in there for a semester and then afterwards and then when they used to do like working parties uh, they'd always like volunteered me and then get somebody and they knew they could just tell me hey you're on a working party grab somebody and I would grab like two or three fucking nerds and they couldn't say anything and we would clean whatever they wanted to clean so after that semester of ROTC I was done with it and I literally fucking got it reminds me of the stories I've heard of guys when they're like uh, done with their enlistment and somebody's trying to talk them into staying they were basically like, bro, stay, and you will never have to do anything here. I just need somebody to get these fucking nerds from keeping getting their ass kicked. Because a lot of times I'd be like, leave those guys alone, man. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah, no, I was doing that shit in the hallways. You had to protect them, man, because yeah, you, you got to like, know them. Uh, I kind of like this dude. That's the th- hey, I remember one time this motherfucker's had me play Magic the Gathering, and I was like, "This is the stupidest the card fuck- game." Yeah, I'm like, "This is the stupidest." Yeah, I didn't fuck with that. Yeah, listen, I go, "This is the stupidest fucking game ever," and I'm trying to play, and I was like, "No, we're never playing this again." But then I saw how how much they got into it, and I felt so bad because I was like, "This is the only thing they have." These four fucking nerds get together and play and throw like, this is the hammer of Grapthar. I raise you seven points. And I would get mad when people would make fun of them because I knew how rough their lives were just going to be until they got to college and made money and, and then made fun of us. But That's, I would literally protect those nerds. I could do a whole like podcast just on high school stories. Oh, I yeah. had a very uh, movie. My entire high school life was like the 80s, like an 80s movie. I would go as far as to say that too because my senior year catching, of high school. Catching blowjobs from teachers, yeah. multiple, um, getting in trouble. Like the te- one of the teachers when I, I went to a private school and then left and came back because I got recruited to play basketball. And then uh, I felt guilty because I didn't want to fuck the coach's wife. And uh, and it was right when that whole Dawson's Creek show was out when that dude was uh, catching, catching. I don't want to wait. Yeah, I was on the WB, and I was like, I know how this guy feels right now. He's, he's in a relationship with a teacher I right now. I get it, the Dawson. So anyways, enough about child molestation. Yeah, let's um, somehow dance around that. High school for me, in my senior year of high school, I had my own apartment. Me and my cousin lived on our own, and that was the greatest, greatest, greatest experience of your senior year. Just our own place. I can't even, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even want to go down the wormhole. Why not? It'll, it'll, We're only it'll, seven it'll, minutes into the show. Yeah, they're just turning. There's too many. No, I, Mike, I had no, the, no. the craziest. Mike, that's your problem. You keep thinking you ever. have to explain everything. You just have to tell one story. 
You just you, that story doesn't have to include what the room looked like and the shoes you were wearing and what it smelled like. You can just tell the story. No, but it's so much. So I, tell it. It's like I I guess my mom and dad were like, well, boy, fucking enjoy high school because after that it's all fucking done. Yeah. And I remember just having this like crazy. My dad tried to have like the sex talk with me. Like in the parking lot at the fucking the graduation, I'm like, come on, dad, what, what, what? I was like, huh, what? I was like, nah, come on, you're making this really awkward, Don. No, don't do, don't do this. I, uh, I could tell I felt awkward because he was so awkward, so it made me feel like extra awkward. Did your dad ever have that like? Sex no talk one with had you? any talks with me until like my mom's biggest talk was, if you have a kid, I ain't raising no babies. That was my mom's, con- and now cut to now. Where my mom kind of suggests now and then that she wished she had grandkids. And I know if I had a kid now, I could just dump them off at my mom's place and she would raise the fuck out of it. But when I was a kid, my mom's straight up talk was, I'm not raising any more babies. I'm See, not raising any more babies. That was one of my biggest fears was uh, getting uh, the death sentence, getting like ele- staying life in prison and getting electrocuted, uh, getting someone pregnant. And getting AIDS, like those yeah, have AIDS always was, been my biggest. AIDS fears. was big in the nineties. It's not as hot as it used to be, but AIDS really needs to make a comeback. AIDS, they're really fucking. Whoever like, AIDS' publicist is needs to get on. How many it. followers on on Instagram does AIDS even have yeah, anymore? Because COVID, COVID's you know it's killing the airwaves right now, but like numbers wise, I mean, you go to one fucking province in Africa and AIDS is COVID by the balls, you know? Apparently, we're on Pandora now. Uh, have, have have we actually looked and seen? We got an email. We applied for it uh, fucking when we first started this shit. Such a segue. I didn't know where you were going for the first 30 seconds. I was like, what is going on Pandora? Have anything to do with AIDS? I'm purposely getting away from high school because I already had like 10 more ROTC Why, stories. Why? And Why? Listen. All right. So this one time went to UCF. Do right? it. Yeah. And we had to do this like water survival skill and we were all in BDUs and we flip our hat around and you know, the little, the bill, the little yeah. bill that folds out. It's like a blindfold. Uh, visor thing that flips out of that of the of the of the fucking BDU hat, um, the cover, the cover, whatever the fuck it's called. And I I, I used to eat, yeah. breathe, and sleep this shit. You're such a fucking nerd. I used to, I went still to, to this you went day, to ROTC water survival. Yeah, no, I was doing some hardcore shit, and I was passing. I took this marksman. What class. hardcore shit is in ROTC, bro? Listen, they put us on this high dive and full BDUs, boots, everything, our rifle. And told us to step off with the blindfold, and we had to tread water. Did you have that M nineteen oh three Springfield rifle? I don't forget what it was was what it was called at the time. It was that motherfucking M nineteen oh three Springfield? But I can still do the seventeen count manual where you're basically at ease and you bring it to attention and you present it and you flip it back, you put it on your shoulder, and you switch it. So you can do all the shit in the military I, that I doesn't I can, matter. I can still do that shit right now. I can march, dress right, dress right flank, left flank, fucking about. I can do a mean about face. I can, I'm I'm still sick with it. Like, my salute is always on point. Like, with my thumb and shit, I'm, like, I'm sharp with it. Like, I used to, like, you know, like, kind of, like, you know those movies with Nick Cannon, like, Drumline and yeah. shit? Like, I was, like, in these formation clicks, and we were in there practicing I'm going to tell you this, and nothing and impresses real enlisted people uh, than hearing you were in RTC, too. When they hear that, they're like, wow. They're like, wow, he really, <laughs> he really put his life on the line. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a guy limping away, fucking minus a leg, who's got all these stories about Kandahar and the Korengal Pro. Yeah. But once he hears, he's like, you were at the UCF water survival? Yeah. God damn, boy. Yeah. You fucking SF? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a Purple Heart. Uh, a purple Heart for RTZ? What did you, did you no, get? A, were you, were you a, late? A, fo- a follower. A follower. Uh, he did one of the coolest things I have. I, I collect awesome, cool shit. Yeah. And uh, I have 
I have a, a veteran's uh, Purple Heart. He said he said that uh, that he wanted me to have it. And if you owned like, a oh, bar, man, thank you. I don't, know, many, I don't know what to say. How do you? What do you say after that? The whole case and yeah. everything. If you owned a bar and somebody said, "Listen, man, I want a drink. I don't have any money," and they slid you a Purple Heart and said, "This is all I got." How many drinks would you let that guy get for the rest of his life? Ah, come on. I mean, that's good. Yeah, but if, 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 as far as I'm like, when we do the whole Veterans Day free blowjob stuff. We we go by like has anyone lost any limbs, any purple hearts, any any fucking you know, fucking crazy battle fucking wounds and then we do years enlisted. How and many how many drinks did you get for the good conduct battle then? Wow. You get, you get, like, <laughs> get like a free shot at Yeah. Or <laughs> you can wait outside. Yeah, I mean uh, I got a lot of crazy cool shit I, Would I met you some give- guy in Vegas that swore up and like he didn't even swear up and down. You know, like when you're like think this guy might be actually legit um he, he was drunk i was drunk and we were passing and at the at the hard rock at the avns and there was the shot show going on yeah and these two like handsome ass definitely military looking gentlemen walked by he's like oh shit fucking my boozy and his other buddy had no idea who the fuck it was he's like no 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 listen hold on hold on and and the other guy was like, come on. They're like kind of dragging him. And he goes, hey, you want to see something cool? And he breaks out his phone. And he's like, hey, you remember what just happened like a, like a month ago with the fucking Iranian fucking commander? Who, I forget exactly his job title. But we blew him out of the fucking. Yeah, was the, it February of last year or something like that? It was February yeah, of this year, yeah. That, uh, yeah, and uh, basically started flipping through this phone and showing me dude's fucking body blown up on the ground like photos. And I was like, and I could still see smoke from like the Humvee that they had. I think they had a Humvee or something. They blew, or they were in like some Sprinter vans or some shit. Some, yeah, whatever. They were the bump box van. Yeah, they were. They were in some fucking, I don't know, SUV or some shit. And they had a drone attack. And then he's like, check this out. I'm the one that fucking blew him out of the fucking, blew him, sent him to hell. And and then he's like, hey. And his buddy's like, shut the fuck up. It's like, it, it didn't feel fake to me. Yeah. And then he broke out this, like, he says, hey, I want to give you this. And he gave me this challenge coin. And uh, it was, I showed another veteran friend of mine. He's like, yo, that's like some special ops shit. That's some if Air you're Force a dro- stuff. If you're a drone pilot, is your challenge coin just like a token because you play video games all day? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know, like your challenge coin is just fucking got Pac-Man in the middle of it, holding an M16. So like I said, I've, I've had like people come give me like fucking grains of sand from, from Normandy. Uh, yeah. from fucking Iwo Jima. I had all kinds of crazy. I got, I've, I've been, I've had buddies just over this weekend, my birthday. Yeah. I turned 40, which we've talked about previous. So, and, uh, I had an amazing birthday. I had people giving me like fucking fossils, uh, some silver war, like a uh, $10 or $5 bill from the civil war, some bullets, some like all kinds of crazy shit. I got some fucking jaw of some like dinosaur. I don't even know how to fucking pronounce it. All kinds of random. Is it cool. the kind of dinosaur that's served with two meatballs, red sauce at the Olive Garden? Spaghettisaurus. <laughs> is that what it's called? No, you just can't say that word. What? What's? So, what is that I word? don't know what dinosaur it was. It's badass though. Yeah, it was some yeah. fucking crazy. Some megalodon teeth. You got that megalodon tooth over at with the from, Halloween party, from Jack, and then he yeah. came back, and gave me even more, and then he, then uh, radio gave me. Oh, radio some Raheem, fucking yeah. Spanish treasure fucking coin, and in this whole placard. 
So it was like I'm pretty much the I'm the Smithsonian. Do you think they went? They all went to the same storage auction. Like, do you just think, like, they fucking all bought, they're like, yeah, we bought this guy, he's doing a pawn shop, and so I kept all the Fender guitars. So we but, met uh, this dude recently, and he was, like, telling me how he was doing stuff with the Tiger King stuff. <laughs> you can't even wait in between someone talking to just start talking. I was just trying to tell you how we set up the story, how we met, where this dude, yeah. he just sort of randomly showed me, did I cut you off? I didn't, yeah, but don't worry, man. <laughs> oh, I thought you were done. Normally, I do cut you off. I didn't I didn't think I was cutting you off there. Go ahead, finish. No, let's go. You met, you're talking about Radio Rock? Raheem, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just fucking, I was like, yo, uh, fucking, I like like cool shit. And he's like, yeah, me too. And he started showing me like this whole fucking part of this phone. And he had, it was like, it was like a museum. And he had all this crazy ass shit. And I was like, whoa, I totally like this shit. And I didn't, I was like, whoa. At first I thought he was a cool dude. But then when I heard he had all these like museum things, I was like, so this is like a black Indiana Jones dude. And he was like telling me. All Gary Indiana shit. Jones. Yeah. He was telling me some crazy ass shit. Like he went AWOL and stuff and got captured. He was like doing some stuff in the Navy and they were boarding like Somalian pirate ships and stuff. And he got cut by Bob wire, went sent to a hospital, didn't speak no English. And the next thing you know, he thought he was being sent back to America. And then he was being left in some fucking Middle Eastern country. And he was wandering around fucking hoes and some tribe leader wanted to have beef with them. He started telling me all this crazy story. And the next thing you know, he came to my birthday party. Back from Dallas, Texas, and he gave, and he has monkeys and lions and shit. And then he was like, "Yo, hey, I got you some shit." And I was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" And it was like a whole box of crazy stuff. Yeah, it was cool shit, man. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all I got about that. <laughs> I can't talk. I smell like the marble. I, I, I sound like the marble man. It's because your birthday this weekend, man. Screaming, jumping, fucking in the pool, all my clothes on. Did you have a good birthday? I had a fucking amazing birthday. Thank I'm glad you, Miguel. You did, Miguel, man. you and everyone else here did an amazing job on the roast. It was a fun time, man. I felt like this was a very. I thought it was going to be a more stressful event because of what it was, and I felt like it went so smoothly. It really went so smoothly, Mike. I mean, I just think every time we have one of these events or parties, I'm like, man, if we only have one more week to get ready, we'd yeah. really kill it. And it's things you can't, like, rush, like editing and stuff and preparing things and logistics and trying to get, you know, trying to get a bunch of assholes to commit to coming to someplace. Yeah. And then, you know, you you were writing material and organizing stuff, Steven, and fucking we're all, uh, Doug and Chris, all, like, this whole production. And uh, literally, it was, it was amazing. Like, people were, we had some very, very big, deep people in yeah. the crowd, and they are like, Whoa, this is like legit. I think that was my favorite part was people who were who didn't realize they were second guessing what they were about to see and they're, they're being impressed by it. Because I was uh, impressed. I, I was, was impressed. Like, I was looking at the stage like, damn, there's some real fire up. These motherfuckers are really about to roast the show, man. Yeah, I was I was impressed though, man. Like lighting, everything looked great. Everything was great. Everybody looked good. Everybody was dressed nice, who was roasting. Everybody cared. That's the thing that made this a success, that everybody involved cared. I've never been insulted so much. By feeling like feeling good and, and emotional, like, I was like, part about a roast, man. I was like watching like the whole Ghost of Scrappy video, and then I I I uh, just was sitting there, just like, wow, this is crazy. You told me something that was great, and guys. Uh, when you watch the roast, you'll see the Ghost of Scrappy and some of that stuff. But Mike said at one point he was watching the Ghost of Scrappy, which we made a video of Scrappy, and we like did the jib jab where we had a mouth on talking, uh, roasting him, and Mike goes at one point. I was watching Scrappy roast me, and I forgot 
it was all just fake because I was thinking Scrappy's throwing shade. Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking. I had a nice little buzz. I'm up there. I'm just like reflecting on life and and everything was great. That There was no like dead, awkward silence no. and shit. And everybody did rolled. a good job. Like, uh, you know, a couple people we helped write for, but uh, for the most part, everybody else wrote their own material and uh, they killed it. And the people we helped write for, we helped. We didn't write their material all day. We just helped give them direction. But uh, people really came with it. It was fun. At the end, I was so emotionally flattered that I didn't even want to like be spiteful and, and attack them. I didn't want to roast anyone. Yeah. I just wanted to say I fucking love you guys. Thank you. And That's dope, I man. tried. I tried to like go at some people, but... It just wasn't in you anymore. You were just feeling the yeah, joy. Yeah, I was emotionally drained. I was like, wow, like that was beautiful. Thank you, guys. And I didn't know what to say. I took Joey. Joey Fatone was in crowd, and, and Joey Fatone's a homeboy of ours, which is he's a really cool guy. But I, I took a special pride in just roasting Joey for a little bit because I was just like, you know, here's a guy who's successful. He can take a good joke. But I wanted to be as mean as I could to him. And I felt proud. Like, I hit him hard in a way that he was proud and thought it was hilarious. And the same thing with like Trey Cyrus and and, and Parks and, and other people that I like. You told I just, Joey, we're glad Joey could get uh, Joey Patones here. We're glad he didn't get his uh, shift covered at uh, uh, Carabas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I that told was him, good. I, I like burning them because guys like that, man, it doesn't hurt them at all. It's fun. It's, you're not being mean. You're being funny. Yeah, you're 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 flattering them. Yeah, know? it was it was a good roast. Some people that are young that come here. You know, they're like 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever. They don't really know what a roast is. So they're yeah. like, yo, they're talking mad shit about this guy. Holy fuck. Yeah. You some know. people thought, they literally asked me, hey, can I just go up and, and say some things about Mike? Hey, you talking about the drunk girl with the key, lost her keys? Oh, yeah. The one girl wanted, wanted us to interrupt the uh, the roast. Like, hey, can you guys make an announcement that I lost my keys? And this is like a fucking super produced like Four program. cameramen going around, or three cameramen going around, like five really, just Chris with cameras. 10 cameras fucking yeah. everywhere. Octopus cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and, Shiva with all the arms and shit. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was very legit. And the party, everything was great vibes. You were partying yeah. so hard, you didn't even have sex that night, did I you? I didn't. I didn't even fuck my girlfriend. That's hard partying yeah. for Mike. Yeah, that's, you think you think fucking like a bunch of girls at once is hard partying? No, me not fucking partying. No, not fucking at all. That's 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 hardcore party. Yeah, yeah. Me, the first night on Friday, we did like a, a bros and hoes adventure, and I had friends I ain't seen in many many years come and homeboys from the first Sausage Castle and before. Yep, and uh, we all went out, took our party bus, got shitty. Next thing you know, towards the end of the night, me me my girlfriend and uh, Midget Mac and another uh, beautiful. Uh, Spanish thickums, nice fat ass, fat titties. Which next thing you know, is catching some double dongers and fucking doing some uh, fucking cum shots. And I see this little black midget Ewok in the background with his little fist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the thing, guys. There's a weird etiquette to like introducing yourself into like a fuck situation like that. Like it, it's 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 a weird. You got everybody in a vulnerable position, where you might be able to just slide on in and nobody's gonna say anything. But also, like it's an awkward move. You know, it's like pushing somebody out of the way to catch a fly ball in the stands. Like, well, this is a girl that came to see uh, me and Midget Mac, and then I don't remember. She was on the bus. Next thing I saw some fat asses shaking on me, and it was all a blur. And then we were all in the same room together, and. Doop, doop, 
I see Midget Mac's fucking big old bubble ass. I, whenever I see Midget door. Mac walking around, I think of like the Teddy Bear Picnic song. Yeah. <laughs> a little fucking fuzzy gummy bear fucking yeah. walking in a fucking licorice gummy bear. <laughs> Do I sell that? I hate licorice. So nasty. Yeah, it's gross, man. Anyways, uh, so he, so you, you're getting the double donger, and he just pops up behind this uh, like Spanish. Well, like girl? they were. I don't really. I, I got it on phone. I got it on my, on, yeah. my, on my phone. I recorded it. It'll be on the uh, the website here. Yeah, got some little slow mo cum shot action going on. Yeah, so uh, that's why you know I, I record all my sexual encounters for a for legal reasons. I did what, bitch? I got it all on camera over here. Yana, Yana, Yana. If uh, I might bring Exhibit C U M, as you can see, Michael Busey's getting a double donga, and the little black Ewok shows up. Now I'm gonna say, by the way she twerked ass, that's consent. That is a consensual <laughs> double donga. Yeah, Yana. Then I, uh, you know, I get drunk and I don't remember what the fuck happened. And uh, whenever yeah. I'm getting a double donga to me, it looks like hungry, hungry hippos. Like, like the mouths are just like jump, 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 jump. Every time I'm getting one or two, or you've had four leaf clovers though, right? We're like I've four. Had, I've had maybe like four, I don't know, maybe like five at the same time. But same like, time, but just, there's only so. What many are you heads forming you, Captain Planet at yeah, that time? There's like, only so the many fuck? heads you can put towards your, yeah. your crotch. So like you know, they just that's like on. I would like to get one of those Aztec chicks with the long head because then you could fit like six of them around it. It's like a little tiny dog bowl, and there's like twenty dogs <laughs> showing to one bowl, and there's only so much room for them. Like my little dick, there's only so much to go around. So even if you had a giant dick. There's only so many heads you can squeeze in this donger where somebody's just on the bottom shaft and, and you know. Yeah. The double donger is about co- – like whenever you get into like a triple donger, I guess, uh, and I've never got past the double donger, but when you get the triple donger something where you are – When you, are, <laughs> when you, you get, get the triple dong level. Yeah, when you get the triple dong the level. The boss is really hard. Yeah, you realize – yeah, triple dong level, you better have a bunch of potions and all your mana stacked up. But when you <laughs> when you get to a triple donger level, uh, at this point, you're like an engineer. Like, it's not just about getting your dick sucked. It's about placement and size and bodies and how big the bed is. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot because you got to. You know, Have you ever it, been in a situation where you realize like this would be better if I had a bigger dick? Yeah. Like you're just like if I had yeah. a bigger dick, I'd re- I'd be able to really do this. When like I, when I when I'm having sex with girls with big fat asses. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a tit guy my whole life. Yeah. Until maybe like five six years ago. Been hanging out with the brothers, man. Yeah. And I was just like you know. Maybe these tits aren't all they're, they're all not all that. Up to be. Good now, tits are great, but now I got bigger tits than my girlfriend. You yeah. Know? So uh, and now she got a nice little juicy pooper on her, and uh, and sometimes like there's been girls. There was a girl I won't say her name that used to live here. She had a big fat ass, and I remember we she was she might have been a little distraught or upset that I didn't want to fuck her. And I'm just like, what am I gonna do with your ass? Yeah. I, I can't even reach your vagina. Your ass cheeks are like a, it's like two it's like bellies. A, it's like a wall around your vagina. Yeah. I'm going to have to I, use I, siege equipment and, and ninja stealth to get, I'm going to have to find another way to the city. I'm going to go to a fucking <laughs> Ants, a Vance Auto Parts and fucking get some vice clamps and fucking <laughs> spread it open and shit, some popsicle sticks, get a fucking cement fucking wedge kit or something. Yeah. <laughs> like the thing they put in your mouth when you're getting fucking like dental work done. Yeah, which I had to do tomorrow, like early in the morning. I have a my big giant right tooth. It's like, got fucking severe pain it's probably because it's full of fucking crown apple probably you just tap into it a gallon of sugar living in one tooth and my nerves are fucking (laughs) like right now i have a i almost didn't do the show today i was just like throbbing fucking headache i feel like shit i'm not even drinking i'm drinking fucking water so we really uh 
We said, no, we gotta, we got to keep the show going. Keep it rolling, man, for you guys. Yeah. I think shower sex has always been an enemy of mine. Because standing up. Standing you, up already, I'm losing inches on my dick with the fat, you yeah. know? That and it's harder to nut when you're standing. You ever yeah. jacked off in the shower? Oh, God. And you I, start to lose it, you get wet and you're like, I need, don't I want to lay down when I'm jacking off. I want to lay down. You, you're a knee guy. You get on your knees to jack when off finish, and praise to the Lord. Get, yeah, dude, when I finish, I like to get I want to be position. on my back just... That's where I want to jack off. Laying down on my back. Like, anytime you have to jack off sitting down, I'm like, fuck, what am I, an immigrant? You know, like, what the fuck is this, man? I want to be laying on my back. Uh, here's the thing, though. If I'm laying on my back, it's got to be a bed or something, right? Because I'm real fat and I got a bunch of fat on me. If you, you, you fucked on the floor before where a girl's, like, on top of you. The distribution of weight, there's nothing to absorb it. So your belly pancakes and goes to the side and it doesn't feel good for your back. When you're a fat dude, if you're laying on your back fucking, you need to be on something that absorbs the weight. I fucked Courtney uh, a couple weeks ago in, for you. in the Christmas tree. Like I, in I, the Christmas tree, like a her, kitty cat. Like I what had did you her do? bent over in the living room and, and literally had her fucking head into the into the tree. Father, Dore, yeah. Father after we after we put the tree up and decorated, I just fucked her right there in the tree. Nice. Yeah. What side of the tree? Like were you just like? Kind of just shoved her head in a little bit. Yeah. I do the whole like have them bend down and grab their hands. I've like, seen it. Like the motorcycle. Playing, the the motorcycle yeah. flying wing position. You know, and that's it's good for for a bigger dude too. I'm going to tell you guys, for a big guy, you get further in there if you pull their hands back. And it's not about them, so it doesn't matter if it hurts them. You know, it's about ladies. You. I don't know how many of you are actually listening to this, but uh, both of you need to know that we uh, <laughs> all two of you need to definitely know what's our, our number one fans list. I'm not going to name her name, but uh, I'm so impressed. She comes over to uh, to the house. She's gorgeous. And tells us that she loves our podcast. And the whole time, I'm like, you're full of shit. Only fat dudes and, and guys in barracks listen to our podcast. That's we have a lot it. of truckers. Shout out to all the truckers that listen. If, if a lot of truckers listen to us, then a lot of whores probably get to hear our podcast. Runaways. And unfortunately, people who are never going <laughs> to be found. <laughs> like, you think about how many people got buried in a shallow grave outside of Yuma. And the last thing they heard was, when fucking my girl at the Christmas tree. They're like, please, sir, I won't tell anyone. Just let me go. That's what you get for needing a ride. You know? <laughs> I like truckers. We got a lot of truckers who are fans, guys. I love you guys. But truckers have to know also that there is a part of their culture that is just seedy. <laughs> like, we've lived at a lot of truck stops. We know. Yeah, I've, I've had conversations with uh, hundreds of truckers through a bathroom stall and randomly tried to strike up conversations while I'm filming. And some of them are so fucking road lonely that you're shocked that Mike sits down next to him. He's like, hey, bud, how's it going? And they're like, pretty good, pal, pretty good. You know, just dropping off this deuce and loving Jesus. Want to see a dead girl? <laughs> like, give me half an hour. She ain't dead yet. I wonder if there's like a serial killer out there yes. right now that's still just trucking. Yeah, there's there's a serial killer right now who's just fucking riding along. He's either riding the rails or he's riding the truck routes. And there's just so many lazy detectives that they just can't figure out. Nobody's called another state to realize they keep finding fucking uh, dead girls outside of a Bucky's. You know, <laughs> and they're just like nobody's calling each other, so they're just like, oh. Remember, the the Flying J has beef with the fucking pilot, and they're yeah, like, fuck they're gonna, those guys. It's going to be one one detective, like a young guy who got assigned to these cold cases, and he's going to step back like fucking usual suspects. 
and he's going to lay a map of fucking pilots over all these dead bodies and just trace it down. He's like, oh, my God. He's headed to Phoenix next. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Get me 16 units outside of Phoenix right now. God damn it. I don't care if I don't got no evidence. Just get there. Trust me on this This one. makes sense because every time we find a body, there's some weird tchotchke on them. We couldn't figure out. I had this Mexican uh, dude walk right up in the tour bus in Texas uh, at a fucking I think it was a pilot, and I was just like, what the fuck? Some dude you didn't even know? Didn't even know. I was in shock because I was like, and, I, and my gun was in the back of a room because, you know, we'd be, you know, yeah. traveling and, you know, every, see me rolling. We had to take the gun hating. off the bus and put it at the border of the state that does not, al- that allows it. And then we I have, just put them in puppets in my hand everywhere. Just, I walk in a room with a puppet in my Have you ever seen me walking in and I got a kitty cat puppet? That means I got a 38 special just in that motherfucker. Yeah, so this dude just walked up on the bus. It was like 5 in the morning. I was the only one awake. I was sitting in the front of the bus. He came up and looked at me. I looked at him and go, what the fuck? And I ran up and I got up. It was sometimes when you're you're just surprised when someone pulls some shit. The audacity, like, wow. And yeah. you're like, so for a second, I wouldn't say freeze, but you kind of like okay, you hesitate. You like process it. Like, what the fuck is going? On? Is this motherfucker? Does this guy supposed to be on my bus right now yeah. at five in the morning? Nah. So I get up, kind of run up after him. He just dips and runs off, and then and it's, then, it's, it's but it's just a weird experience because it's the thing about like somebody invading your home or something like that. When you're in the safest space you're supposed to have, your place, and there's an intruder or a stranger, your mind can't think that this person is just chilling. You know, like they've they've entered us because nobody enters anyone's sacred space like that uh, in my mind without the intentions of doing something very bad. And uh, that's why, like, you know, if I see an intruder in my house, you know, I'm not thinking this guy's here just to steal my TV, even though that might be the most logical thing. The thing about it is this is this. This is my most vulnerable place. I'm in my home. I fucking sleep here. I I shower here. So, you know, when somebody walks into the bus like that. You can't assume their intentions are just, hey, I'm trying to get a picture. And I do feel bad for the fans that that don't grasp that sometimes and grab us. You know, I've had people grab me when I'm walking through a crowd and they just want to ask me, hey, can Mike take a picture with me? But here I am in some place I don't know and some stranger just grabs me, you know? it's a, it's a, You know, we just had today. We yeah. just had today a guy. He showed up to the house. We... He showed up last night. He showed actually. up last night. Let me let me explain something to some of the listeners who may not just just to kind of run you through, just in case you don't understand. You know, the Sausage Castle is an eighty acre uh, production recording event studio, uh, and it's so much more than slash that too. private residence. But slash private residence, and we've got a big gate on the front and a security box and walls. We've done everything we can to let you know you can't just stroll up in here. We even have signs explaining that stuff. But we're also going to be really nice. If you do roll up, you get on the comms, and you're like, hey, I want to come hang out. We're like, no, I'm sorry. This isn't a, this is a private residence, and we're not having an event. When we're having an event, members are totally welcome to come. Sometimes even a day early, we'll tell them, hey, gold members, get here a day early so you can get a good campsite. We just had an event two days ago. So we're in recovery mode. We're getting ready for uh, the New, New Year's, Year's party. We have a short week this week because Mike's giving everybody a paid holiday off. So, you know, we're trying to get things done. So the guy comes over uh, and, and, he, and he can't get in. And he's trying to hit us on the comms and nobody's picking it up because it's, it's a work day. They showed up 9 o'clock at night on Sunday. Yeah. Expecting to just stroll right in and, and, and like he was gonna like fucking yeah and then he goes stay, on, stay here he goes on our Facebook group and he takes a picture of the gate and he's like I drove twenty four hundred miles 
And this is my second time trying to come visit the castle, and nobody's answering the security box. And it was so angry entitled. Emoji, angry yeah, angry emoji. emoji. He was so entitled. And then all of our members got in there and just started ripping this guy up, letting him know. Hey, hundreds of comments. Real hundreds quick. of comments. One of the girls brought up the best thing. She's like, "Wow, you're a member, and they won't even let you come to the house." She's like, "Maybe you should just stroll into the White House. I mean, you do pay taxes, you know." Like it was just ball busting. But then Mike, being a cool guy. Mike says, hey, you know what? He gets on the comms. He talks to the guys. He says, come on in. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to, hey, I'm going to give you a just tour. Just roll the dice. Yeah. Mike, catch me a linen. You never know. And uh, Sign an autograph. Next time catch a bullet <laughs> catch to the head. Catch me a linen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's how it happened. Yeah. I, I think that autographed, uh, he, I saw, he autographed a record. Uh, and you know, like the dude who's getting the autograph, because it wasn't, it, he wasn't autographed. for auction again yeah, uh, recently. I was about to say, you know, the dude's like holding his hand as he was dying, trying to get him to finish it. And he threw like, the- Finish the end! Finish the end! They found the, they found the, uh, the album like on the, at the crime scene. Like, what was like, the guy's the name? Char- was it Mark Chapman? Mark Henry Chapman? Or, God, what was the name who, of the guy? Oh, that, and this is why he did it, just to be remembered, and he forgot his name. Yeah, man. Was it, was it? It so David matter. something Chapman or Mark Winkler. I can't remember. Some guy who's not getting pussy right now. That's his name. So, Mark David, Mark David Chapman. That's who it was. Three names. All assassins. Uh, Could you him. imagine someone walking up and asking for your autograph and then killing you? Yeah. Like, I've had some some crazy scenarios where I'm like, I definitely escaped death that day. What um, what was your big fear like back in the beginning? Because you have a kind of grasp on this now, and I know you have fears now. But what was your big fear when you got to the first, when you got this big? That a lot of people have their perception of who I am, and they don't realize that uh, I'm not like, I mean, I am everything you think I am, but I'm really not in a way. Even like this, even like this member, you know, they they had the perception that he could just, I could stroll on into Mike Busey's house because and this guy's an older guy. He's like, yeah. in a, I think he might have been. And he was 50s. a nice guy. He turned out to be a really nice, harmless guy. He was yeah. a really good guy. We're glad cool we gave dude. him a tour. We gave him a shirt. Yeah. We gave him a tour. Hung out with his dog and shit. Took some pictures. He didn't know my name, mind yeah. you. Oh, let's talk about that. How he ran up to you and was like, "Carlos." <laughs> He's like, "Hey, Carlos." And I was like, "Who the fuck are you calling Carlos?" He's like, is Hector." Hector. And I was like, "It's Miguel." And then he's like, "Oh, but but check this out. He knew the name of every fucking girl that's ever been in this house. He even, yeah, yeah. He, when he's talking about Misha, he's like, "Oh, Misha, she's so good at basketball." I was like, "She's been on the snap one fucking time in three years shooting hoops. I'm on there every goddamn day." But he's like, and he was like, "Oh yeah, your girlfriend Courtney. Uh, oh, she's uh, so good on that." I that sent swing. her. He sent her something like something, some mirrors for. I sent truck her or some seat. Some mirrors, <laughs> a jar full of my mirrors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing: you just never know what their intentions who, on who they are, and you know how many husbands, uh, and and boyfriends. Like we got a message at the end of the show last week. Remember? Oh, yeah, last week's dude was like, "Fucking don't bring her into your world, please, Mike." And I'm just like, "Bro, I'm not even fucking your chick. Calm the fuck down, like." These guys and these these husbands and boyfriends, I've never like gone out of my way to like ruin someone's relationship or anything. I think, honest to God, me and you have talked never. about this. We've we've second guessed fucking girls when we found out they had relationships. Even we don't know these guys for. We shit. don't want that extra baggage. I don't want the baggage, man. I don't. Like want if it. you're fucking on the side and yeah. your man or husband doesn't know or doesn't care and it's not an issue, and it's not something that's gonna make it like this fucking bullshit. 
to me, and I, I know I can speak on behalf of you, the pussy's yeah. not worth the bullshit that comes with it. We, I know guys that are literally like, I will kill him for you, fuck yeah. him. Like, hold on. You, she says, like, she's got problems with the dude and stuff, but you want to inherit it some, yeah. some other fucking drama that you have no idea what's going on? I personally no, thank you. take the side of the guy a lot of times, even if I fuck the girl with a man. And she starts bad mouthing him, and I'm like, I'll tell him, I'm like, you're sitting here bad mouthing him. Is he in bed with another girl right now? Because yeah. you're in bed with me right now. You're not a good person. We're not good people. Okay. Or I mean, I'm pretty good because I don't fucking have nothing to do with this. But you're you're shit. You know. <laughs> Here's a big thing that guys fail to see, and I I may or may not have been guilty of this a few. We've times. We've all been guilty in the beginning. So you'll meet a hot chick or whatever. You're hanging out in your apartment with her, and you hook up with her, and you find out she has a boyfriend. And then all of a sudden you start falling like, oh, mm-hmm. I like her. It's like, nah, dog. She's cheating on her boyfriend or husband right now. So what do you think she's gonna do with you? Yeah. Like, what you're you're watching, you're catching her in the act of what yeah. she one day will do to you. Why would you even think about going down there? Yeah. So oh, it's bad when you when when you fall for the wrong girl, and it's not like the movie textbook wrong girl where she's like smacking the shit out of you and running your credit cards up. It's just, you fell for the girl that's not going to fall for you the way you fell for her. There, you know, I think that is the greatest, biggest crutch in any man's life is fucking their emotions. Yeah. And they allow a woman to like control their, their destiny. They don't get it together. There's something. They could be like so amazed. I don't believe anyone's 100% like good. I think they're like they can get to like 80% level and that's yeah. it. That 20%. 20% still going to be there. Even yeah. when I meet like a cool ass dude or, or whoever, whether it's business or whatever, or even like even a chick. I'm just like I'm always psychoanalyzing like, okay, so what's the what's the 20% that's fucked about yeah. them? Oh, so this guy's like a pussy hungry fiend or this guy is like the dude who who will throw you under the bus just to get a, a blowjob or fucking talk shit about yeah. you, but then act cool to your face. Or I always watch people when they talk shit about people, and they don't say when they're in the room, or they or they fucking uh, you see them constantly hanging with them, and I'm just like, hold on, weren't you just talking shit about that I, girl? Like, I don't know where the quote initially comes from, but the quote I've heard attributed to several people is something that I stand by. And when somebody comes to me and they say, yo. You know, so and so was talking shit about you yesterday. My thought is always, and why were they so comfortable talking shit about me around you? Yeah. You know, why, why, why did they feel like they could straight dog me around you without you stepping up? Because obviously, there's been indications from you that you will not back me, and this is why this person's comfortable. I've told people, I've told people here, I, I stand by this in my life, and it is something I'm proud of. I've, I've people have been like, yeah, man, you know, fuck that guy. I'm like, hey, real, real quick, man, we we gotta stop because that that dude's my dude. I won't tell them like, hey, fuck you, that's my homeboy. You can't say that shit because I don't know. Sometimes I got some homeboys who've done some shit who deserve some shit talking, but I'm not gonna sit around the circle while the shit's being talked and just listen and then later on come to you and be like, yeah, they were talking. Some I think it's something shit. you evolve in, you work on, and you develop in your character as a person growing up because. uh the last, I'd say, 10 years, I've been priding myself on, if I feel a certain type of way about you, I'm going to let it publicly be known. So there is nothing that I'll ever say about you. That isn't out there. Already. That's not already out there. You don't already know. You know? Yeah. I, 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 like, I like being like that. It's a, it's a good way to live. It is a really, it's clean, man. It's People, a clean way it's of like, living. 
they can hate you, but they'll respect you at the end of the day. I've done enough fuck shit in my past <laughs> that I know what it feels like to be anxious and nervous about something coming out. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have those problems anymore, thank God, because all that shit blew up in my face in the past enough that I don't. But you remember, like, you've been in situations where you're like, oh, my God. Nobody can find out I did the. Yeah, know? and then when they find out, you're just like, oh well. It's a fuck. relief. Yeah, it's and, a huge relief. And that's because you're not you're not living clean, man. You're not living right. You're not fucking your word isn't your word and the truth isn't the truth. And you're keeping so many lies around you. That's what sucks about gay people. I don't give a fuck if you're sucking on dicks and shit. Just like just be be about that shit. See, the, hard dicks, part is, dicks. the hard part for, for people in those situations is is there's so many people who do give a fuck. Who it's will not, disown me, and it's treat not them about like the, shit sexuality it's more about like you just can't be yourself and, that and that's sucks. a sad i think that's the saddest thing about people i went to high school with who who grew up later on and i found out they were gay that they got the whole high school experience Josh yeah, shout out to josh fantastle uh those cats never got to enjoy themselves being themselves because they had to worry about other people. And I mean, I don't think they worried about other people for a bullshit reason. I definitely know people back then, you know, still now, but people back then would have been cruel and and, and unaccepting and 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 not be their homeboy. And think about having like homeboys your whole life and realizing that all you got to do is tell them that, hey, I'm gay, and you might lose motherfuckers that you've had their back. Their whole life. You know what I'm saying? You've been honorable and clean and there's stand probably, up. There's probably, there might be someone listening to the show right now, wherever it finds you on Pandora, on yeah. Apple Podcast, or I'm sure. Spotify. I'm sure when you served in the Rangers, Mike, yeah. uh, you served oh, with <laughs> I've been around so many closet gay dudes, and I'm still around dudes. And I was like, man, just come out, bro. It's cool. It's cool. I, you know what? You know what's always. Is you're, yeah. What's always cool is when somebody is like, the, like they come out to you. Like, I know this sounds dumb, but it's always like, damn, homie, like, cool, man. Like, the thing you're most afraid of, but you're like, nah, you're my homeboy. I can tell you, you know? Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure to be the person that somebody comes out to also because now you're like, what role should I play in this? Am I just the ear to listen to? Should I try to give you advice? You know, I don't a, know. There's a very flamboyant person that we've hung out with several times, and I know he'd be fucking trainees. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I just need to make sure I don't fuck any chicks that you fucked, because <laughs> I don't God want my, damn. I don't want my, I don't want God my, damn. my dick near the fucking, in the fucking cesspool of training fucking and all this other stuff. And God it's damn. science, okay? It's science. It's this science. is this is definitely a dude who went to a Christian college right now. So tell no, me, it, tell me again, this science about the Adam, butthole Adam and like Steve. A, the butthole is a is a is like a membrane. And I don't give a fuck about. I, but what about girls who get fucked in the butt? You fuck them. I don't. No, I don't. I'm I mean, not a big do. on anal. No, I mean, I've had you don't fuck them in the butt. But I'm saying, girls. but I'm saying they get fucked in the butt by dudes. Anal is like anal is a thing that you do when you're really drunk and you're bored. I'm at not night. saying you fuck them in the and, butt. I'm saying, but you fuck girls who also let dudes fuck them in the butt. That's true. Yeah. So mathematically. I think that's why AIDS was popular in the homosexual community at first. It was popular. It was popping. It was. It was. It was like. It, it was, was like, popping. It was, it was poppin'. the choice. No, it was just. It was just. Scientifically, You're just saying because like anal sex involves tearing sometimes. Well, and the 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 anus the 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 membrane of it is more absorbent. It's able to retain and and uh, spread, absorb yeah. things. It's like if you put a. Uh, drugs in your butthole, you get fucked up faster. Or alcohol, you could literally die on putting doing a. You know, vodka so would bomb. you stop fucking girls that you found out taking in the ass? 
Yeah, I mean, like honestly, I'm not really <laughs> trying to put my dick in, a, in, in any kind of dookie way. I have had but anal not, I'm not a handful saying, of yeah. times. I know I'm really offending Stephen, our, our super anal guy. It's cool, but uh, you know, I think that's maybe why I haven't caught the AIDS either. Because I'm not big. I'm not big on the anal. I'm not big on the anal, baby. So I'm cutting off 50 percent of chances of transmission. So I could get if I if I go down road one you or are, road two. You're everything that's wrong with science. No, wrong, it is, this is science. You're everything that's wrong with people talking science right now. No, I, this I've, is I've this heard, is the argument that like fucking uh, there's no global warming because it's cold outside. <laughs> no, I, I kind of believe this. I don't wholeheartedly believe it. It's just, yeah, I get it. It feels good to yeah. me. My mind is, I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't want the anal. Well, like we both say, man, STDs live in the back of the pussy, so. That's why I haven't that's caught That's why any. we haven't caught any. I think my dick's too small to catch anything. Yeah, you know? I'm just I don't out know. of it. It's like sharks in deep water, you know? It's just it's just the, the, the natural way of things. Nah, there's There's got to be, I've heard, I've, I've heard that from a medical uh, scientist. Like legit doctors, <laughs> yeah, me he that. was fucking like a sports medicine guy, really no, he, working were, out a guy's knees. Like I'm telling you the truth, Mike. If you if you fuck him in the butt, you're gonna get AIDS. That's no, that's how it started. It's higher, <laughs> the higher odds of transmission of anything like that, because you know, the, boofing. The, you know, fucking same thing with fucking bitches in the period. You probably can catch that shit a little more easier if you're fucking on uh, her period. If she's in her period and she's in water, there's better chances of hammering That's why you don't, you. Like, no dude really, no, even the sickest of the sick don't want to fuck a random chick on her period. Like, you got <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that you know the sickest of the sick probably do because we meet some sickos. Hey, Steven. Look at him, look at Steven. Fuck, <laughs> let me talk to Steven. He's a sick motherfucker. Steven, heart to heart here, Skip. You're, you're a fucking random girl on her period that you don't know raw? Like, first night, she's bleeding everywhere. You're just going in? Yes. Oh, my God. That's a yeah, yes. He's like, I love oh. Freddy Krueger and Jason. Are you kidding me? Of course Look I do, Mike. Vlad the Impaler over here, man. He's just Chris, like, what about you? Are you cool with fucking uh, rando uh, on the raw bleed? No. Yeah. no. Have you done it, though? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> but you really liked like, her, though. It's like, literally, we just asked her. And she was really hot. We just asked anybody, you know, what do you think about murder? And they're like, I don't think it's right. Have you ever murdered anybody? I mean, I've done it. <laughs> what about you? Are you cool with fucking a girl on the, on the bleed that you don't know? I don't want anyone on the bleed, man, because of the mess, man. Just the mess itself. I don't want the mess. Oh. I don't want the touche. mess. Touche. Yeah. I mean, I have definitely fucked chicks on the bleed before, but I was, like, been fucking them for, like, at least six months or something. Yeah. I don't know. Not that this makes... Any the science, the, basically right now, the World Health Organization, uh, the Gay and Lesbians Rights Organization, and everyone from the 90s pushing safe sex is going to come at this episode and be like, before we air this episode, Mike Musi and Miguel Colon have no scientific knowledge. They, yes, can, barely do, yeah, for sure. they can barely do a push-up between them, so please do not take any health advice from them. And here's the thing. I, I don't get, and I had to say this for the record in case you're new to this, this thing. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you're doing. You know, I don't care. If you're gay, fucking straight, fucking bisexual. I also, if we're going to be talking about my, my, my scientific things, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. And I, I, feel, I feel most people will agree with me on this. When you find out a dude is fucking chicks and she's fucking, and he's fucking bros, and everyone's like, yeah, he's bisexual. Most dudes like myself, like, nah, dog, there ain't no such thing as bisexual. You're just gay. That's gay. You're gay. <laughs> But it's a double standard because if a chick is fucking chicks and yeah. dicks, you're like, yeah, whatever. She just and I don't cool. and I and you're exactly right on the double standard because I don't consider many women who have sex 
with other women actually lesbians. I'm like, no, nah, she nah, just likes dude. to fuck chicks. The double standards of, I think the way men write double standards of, if it benefits me, I will figure out a way to make this sound the right way or something. You know, That's I'm true. like, because right. have you, I, I, I know this. I know lots of girls that I've hooked up with that describe me as chubby. Chubby is a little bit of a baby fat belly. I'm fat. Yeah, I think same. technically I'm morbidly obese. I never like to say that one, but technically that's it. We're but, all we're all being honest here today. This is an honest episode. I know episode. girls that are just like, yeah, I, I like him. He's chubby. It's and the I'm end like, of the year. We might as well just come clean with yeah. all of our with all of our chubby fucking. people don't have apnea. You know, <laughs> chubby people don't ever have days where their foot feels a little numb and they get scared. You know, <laughs> chubby people's piss doesn't smell like kettle corn. Okay, like <laughs> there's a lot of things going on with me that aren't chubby. You know. <laughs> so one of my best friends, because uh, we had this whole bros and ho adventure, yeah. he uh, was supposed to be at uh, my party. He, some of y'all have seen on my Snapchat and Instagram. He's a very, very dark skin complexion motherfucker. His name's Garth, which is he's got he is the blackest of black and has the whitest name. He Garth uh, from he's, Jamaica. He's so dark. He has an event horizon around him. Like so, he's been dating this chick who's super fucking cool. Like the last four or five years. And uh, she's his age, which, you know, I'm not really big on fucking girls my age. Gross. Um, anyways, uh, he was supposed to be at my birthday party, and I sent everyone, like, a text message the, the the night before the Friday. I'm like, if you're not here, you're dead to me. And, and they be here at 6 o'clock uh, and all dressed in all black and da 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 And then I get a couple calls from number I didn't know. Uh, early the, that morning and then a text from his phone saying I'm not going to be there I'm like what the fuck I was like why and I was going to go off I'm like you motherfucker and then it's uh, his girlfriend's like hey uh, can you call me and she tells me that that her 17 year old son uh, had some friends over and it was getting the wee hours of the morning and then Garth came into the living room and was like yo it's time to wrap it up also Garth the chillest guy in the world super chill He's the guy who like shows up at the bar and is like, yeah, everyone just chill out. He's the stepdad you want because he's like, hey, I'm not your father, but we're going to be in this family together, so let's figure stuff out. Yeah. You know? So I haven't got all the information yet. I don't know if I should even talk about this, but uh, talk, talk. yeah, my fucking one of my best friends almost died. Uh, he's in the hospital right now. He got stabbed her, in uh, his own fucking living room because by her son's friend. Yeah, because he interrupted or he told them that he wanted them to shut down the hangout. And it got into a little altercation with his girlfriend's son. And then at some point during the altercation, the friend of the son stabbed Garth. And he got stabbed in his diaphragm and his spleen. His spleen. And um, he wasn't, you know, he, he, he went to two different hospitals and surgery was successful. And now he's in recovery. Yeah, he's still, he's still uh, in the intensive care unit. Uh, and it's like, man, I don't even know why I'm telling this story. But yeah, that was that was like on, that was heavy on my heart. It was, I was super heavy because it's Garth. It's, a, it's all, a homie from the beginning for you too. Yeah, like Garth was one of the first friends of yours I ever met, and he is one of your first friends. You know, he was actually on our radio show back in the day. He did nothing on that show. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> he was just the guy there. He also, hopefully, while he's in surgery, I text the doctor. I was like, we got to do something about this man snoring because Garth snores so fucking loud. Like literally, when we were in Colombia. Everyone would have to let Garf go to bed first 
so that they could go to bed or they would all get to bed first before yeah. Garf went to bed because they said even if they woke up to pee, they would not be able to go back to sleep because of his snoring. I finally got to talk to him the other day and I was like, I didn't know where to take it. I was just yeah. like, bro, I fucking I Knowing you, I know exactly where you were. You're like, you missed a great birthday. No, I was like, so you didn't want to go to my party so bad you tried to die, huh? The old my son's friend stabbed me, Stick Garf. I don't think if you remember this, but we pulled that in Sausage Castle 3, asshole. I'm going to need you to FaceTime me and hand the phone to the, the doctor. Yeah, I want to see a picture of this knife yeah. that went inside you. So could you imagine me dating a chick? And hold on, let me, let me speak on her behalf. Super fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, before we went to Columbia, she actually like, no, you you have to go. Go yeah. hang out with your homies. And it wasn't her son, yeah. honestly, too. Like, we don't know where, because it wasn't her son who stabbed him. Yeah. This could have been, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to jump in, but this could have just been a little stepdaddy beef between her son and him. It's going to happen. But he might have never expected it to go to something like his homeboy stabbing him. Yeah. But it, it, it was definitely a fucking... I couldn't imagine what the I, I don't know what the relationship's gonna be like no. here because it's gonna be like it's definitely gonna affect the relationship. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope that that kid has been crying and apologize the, the the son, you know, to Garf. You know, I hope that his attitude towards this is, oh my god, this is the most tragic thing ever. I'll do everything, you know, to to make this right. And and Garf didn't even want to press charges. Uh, I'm just like. What? Yeah, I would. I would be like, not only do I want press charges, I want this fucking kid hunted down. I want. Him, I want the whole fucking town burned down. Yeah, I, I, I'll pull the fucking. I'll pull the untouchables. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burned to the ground. I want to drive there in the middle of the night. I want to piss on his ashes. It's fucking nuts. So that like fucked me up. Yeah. Because uh, I was just like, damn. Here I am reflecting on my own, on my own immortality, turning forty, and uh, thinking about the things I've done in my life, the things I haven't done in my life, and and uh, I had friends that showed up that flew in from ohio and everything people that showed up that i didn't think were coming that fucking fucked with me like oh i ain't coming fuck you and i was i may have unfollowed some of them on instagram so i might have to go follow them back because they definitely showed up and um yeah man it was fucking cool because the people here's the thing man birthdays you know you always gonna have to show up but a 40th like if you miss your homie's 40th birthday you're a real fucking piece of shit so you uh, hear that garth yeah. Uh, <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> hey guys, and with that, that's well, the first we half of our show. End, we can't end the first well, half. Well, I don't that. know why you would go with that when you know we've been on for an hour. And then you like, talk about it. Like, it was like I didn't talk about it on my social media anywhere. Well, don't worry. We got another half of the show coming right up after this break. You're listening to the Mike Busey Podcast. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBusey.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff. But for me, 
I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeVisa.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeVisa.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at Mike Busey's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During Members Weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. I've been following Mike BC for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. Memberships are missing out. I, I, I started following Mike BC about, uh, about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here. They're like oh, outcasts of society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, See, I got to get I gotta fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, But I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle. Having a great day of fucking the drunken field dead. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Yeah, that's right, Team White, Team Blue, not Team Black, because they lose. Oh, right, it's like that, Big Mike? It's Team Black, bro, even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, it, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted 
and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during Members Weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from L.A. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole other fucking life. And then you become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show for it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit, the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Oh, yeah! All right, if you hear my voice now, congratulations, you made it to the second level of anal. <laughs> <laughs> what is the second level of anal if you really had to figure it out? Like, the first level of anal is definitely like an inch and a half with like a couple pumps. But is the second level just fucking balls slapping on the cooch? Here's here's let me back it up, okay, guys. All right, because I know some of you are like, oh, wow, man, you really lost my respect, Mike. I'm, I'm a real anal guy. It sounds like you got some hatred in your heart. I, I actually put my dick in a girl's ass before I did a vagina. I know, I know, because so, the Bible told you that that wasn't a problem. Yep, I was just trying to do it the Lord's way. Did you really, wait till I get married? Did you so. really believe that it wasn't a sin when you stuck? Honestly, in the- I thought. I thought it was less significant than the vagina. Like, it was, like, a majestic. That's, that's the vagina, what, once you put your penis for yeah. the first time, like, rays of light come out. And I was kind of like some other dumb motherfuckers on this planet that put so much emphasis on virginity. Yeah. Like, like, just get out of the way, bro. Just don't get no one pregnant. Don't catch the AIDS. And, uh, <laughs> don't catch the Like, if the AIDS is thrown at you. It's like the Pokemon. That one pass. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to catch the, the AIDS Pokemon. STDs, got to catch them all. Yeah, you know, fucking... Uh, did, and so did the girl, was she like super Christian? That She was like, this is a great idea, Mike. Boof me in no, the she ass. No, she was a lifeguard from Chicago. Does that make her not Christian? I don't like, even count her. <laughs> no, I don't count her as my virginity taker. You didn't Wait, no, you fucked her in the ass. You definitely... No, that was your first... No, no, Miguel. It wasn't pussy. Okay. It, that's right? not... That's, didn't count. It counted even more. <laughs> like, it was even a bigger my deal. My whole life has been a lie then. Yeah. The last 20 years have been all a lie. When you, when you like... When you did her in the butt, this is the first time you'd ever put your dick inside uh, right. anything but a mouth. Did I ever tell this story? Probably, but I want to hear it again. I was living in a fucking garage, Sausage <laughs> Castle 2. 
Oh and wow! They, they it was that old. That's yeah. right, because you didn't get pussy for a while. Well, I was I was eating pussy, catching head since I was young, young, way too young of a kid, way too young. Um, Were you? Let me ask you this real quick. They called me third base porn star. Well, let me ask you this: how how many times do you think you hooked up before you ate pussy? A lot. I remember honestly, kind of wanting to do it, like like it was going to be a big deal because I watched it in porn. And I was like, I can't wait till Me and I you eat grew a up pussy. on the 80s porn, yeah. like VHS, like Harry Pussy porn. And then I ate a pussy and I was like, huh. It was like the first time I had an oyster. I was like, well, that was a lot of hype. You know, <laughs> like, like I remember. I just found out today that an oyster, and I kind of had knew this, but the, the pearl is, is made from the sand. Yeah. But the, the, it's like basically. It's a uh, it's a way to lubricate. The, it's an uh, irritant. Yeah. It's like getting a, a rash or like, like yeah. a pimple. It's basically it's like, an STD in an oyster yeah. that you give around a girl, and yeah. that's why when you come on her neck, it's also called a pearl necklace. Just a little science. Man, we're learning things. If you're young and you should not be listening to the show, but if you are, if you're young, you better listen you. to this show. They need to play this Make in you third a man, grade boy. science class. They need to roll out the projector or the fucking. Uh, or what was the machine? What was that one machine? It was like a projector. Yeah, you could they write on it. it. The, yeah. What was it called? No, it wasn't the projector that was yeah, like a. No, they think I, they still called that a projector. Overhead projector. The overhead projector. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Could you imagine me and you? We are sex eds teachers. Oh. For like fifth grade students. Let me school you first of all, kids. You're going to get an STD. Everybody gets one. <laughs> hey, Bobby, see you over there finger fucking Jill on recess. Listen, yeah. the bitch don't fucking love you, all right? Yeah, let me tell you something about STDs. You go to the clinic, you sit there, and you know you're going to get one. You keep saying, come on, God, HPV, HPV, HPV. That's the one to get if you're a guy. Hey, Bobby, your fucking parents are pussies. They don't tell you where you come from. Come here, I'll show you. I get, come on, I'll get you. Let me draw on the chalkboard how you fucking came out. Look around this room. Someone's queer. Yeah. Okay? It's one of you guys. So just embrace it. All right? It's nothing weird. Uh, you know, you're going to naturally be better dancers. Most likely ones in dance or yeah. you know, a band, you know? You see that good-looking kid right there? Hair looks good. Shirt looks press. I'm guessing. That's I just, all. I just think of all the rock stars that learn how to play guitar and stuff and how they get picked on for being a band and then they get all the pussy later How about the life? computer guy? Yeah. How about the computer guy who's just like, he's like, no, man, I want to design this website. And I'm like, what a fucking punk. Come I'm outside going to spend and, money buying URL websites. Yeah, you're stupid. I'm going to load these firecrackers inside a mailbox and blow some shit up. I, t- I told you. Did I talk about how I had some guy try to sell me a, a domain name that had my shit on it? Yeah, recently, right? And I just didn't respond. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Dog. The domain selling game, that's so 2000 to me. Like, you want to sell me the domain name? I'll just keep my Instagram, motherfucker. You know, like. I feel like the ones that it meant a lot to, like huge corporations, they already had. Uh, trademarks and copyright stuff so they were able to get their shit anyways you know i i do you remember like i remember like googling my name when google became like a thing and 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 seeing for the first time the all the miguel cologne juniors that were in the world like i knew it was a popular name and you start like finding out you know like and you're looking through and you're finding some people are more successful than you than not and it's just a kick in the dick because i'm like man if you Google my name, there were so many successful people, and I was not among any of them. I used to be excited about Googling my name for a while, and now I just like dread Googling my name. I'm like, what bullshit am I going to fucking read now? I like reading the subreddit. Steven put me on to Reddit because 
uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that world. And Steven walked me through the world of Reddits. And now I love the Reddits of Sausage Castle and Mike Busey because one of the things I love the most about him is there is a lore to this operation and to who you are. And I've been, I've been fucking with you for 10 years. We've been homeboys. been close homeboys. I think very early on, Mike, me and you became very close homeboys, man. Fat and guys were funny. Yeah. We, we stay together. But I read these Reddits and people are giving the inside scoop to shit they have no knowledge of and their oh, yeah. inside scoop is always such bullshit they're like well i heard lady luna left because she murdered a kid and they're like oh that's facts that's facts that's facts and i'm like she, she lives up in upstate new york and she's scared of covid you know <laughs> that's where she is right now yeah there's, there's what's the best rumor you ever heard about yourself the one that i hate the most i know this sounds so frivolous frivolous yeah whatever good try um they don't that, teach you that in that, that I'm fucking 5'8 or 5'10? <laughs> yeah, that's was, the one I love hitting like, you with. motherfucker. You literally told me one time you would like find all those articles and change my height. <laughs> I didn't care about any of the other lies they were saying. Cause How tall are you? I'm like 6'3". Yep, on the internet, motherfucker, 5'10". Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm... Shrimp-ass, punk-ass, bitch-ass, pussy-ass. That's the number one thing someone says when they meet me. Like, oh, wow, you're a lot bigger than I thought you'd be. Yeah. And they're not talking about my dick. Never. 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 They're like, oh, where is he? Where, did you see a shadow? Oh, we're going to have two more weeks of winter? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, fucking. So the five, the five, ten ones, the one that bothers you the most? Yeah, that and like, I'm a porn star, and it's yeah. all because of inmate Technically, art. though, you can't deny, though, now that you have thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of followers who watch you have porn or watch you have sex on video. So you have you've self realized you went like you you spoke that into existence. Well, it all started. We were doing that interview with that crazy preacher. They wanted to burn the Qurans on nine eleven, and we had an exclusive sit down interview with them for two hours, and no one got to sit down and interview him. Not ABC, NBC, fucking Al Jazeera, fucking CNN. We were in there, and as we came out, as hundreds of news affiliates from all around the world like surrounding us. Like I'm talking crazy. You thought I was like kim kardashian or something who are you and who are you with and art dreadlocks gold teeth wearing a fucking goodwill suit with no shirt underneath it wearing a suit coat and the heat of the summer of gainesville florida there's no fly zone okay the cia or the fucking fbi all that shit they're like there they're running background checks before we can even go in there and he yells out mike Busey's a former gay porn star and I was like, oh, ha, 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 you motherfucker. <laughs> Later on, I was like, what the fuck? And, uh, yeah, and they didn't want to write uh, former. No, they didn't want to write. Oh, no, they yeah. didn't want to write get, yeah, gay. Former, former didn't hang them up. That's right. <laughs> this is back when it was like still, I guess, like, whoa, gay. Yeah. So they just wrote, I'm a former porn star. Yeah. So for years, every time I was talking to a girl, they'd be like, you're like a former porn star i was like absolutely not technically then, how like like now like progressive of them to be like he's not a gay porn star he's a porn star you don't have to shout out his sexuality in it yeah that was nice of you abc news <laughs> and uh you can look it up just type in mike Busey, pastor terry jones and then you'll see the abc article along with other articles anyways uh yeah so I guess they dropped the gay thing because then people would know it wasn't real. But maybe maybe they did me a favor. Um, 
You know, I used to be like, oh, no, I don't want people to think I'm gay. But then now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck what y'all think I am. Because if you think I'm gay, then surprise, bitch. I gotcha. Just take your clothes off, baby. I'm gay. It's okay. Psych, gotcha, bitch. Got you in my fucking my heterosexual trap. The old switcheroo. You know, I'm, that, we've seen dudes do it here. We've seen dudes that we knew were gay. Next thing you know, they were fucking chicks. And we're like, what the fuck is going on here? You greedy-ass motherfucker. Pick a side. Any side. Just pick a side. You fucking greedy son of a bitch. Trying to fuck everything that's walking. There, There's people over here. I tell you what, we've seen dudes who didn't even want to fuck a girl, but wanted to covet the attention so much that they just like stole the girls away. Well, we used to have this uh, this gay dude hung out with us that he was pretty much like a homeless, transient, fucking drug addict, bum, scheming, fucking drama queen to where he would like come over and hang out with the hot chicks that I was friends with. And then they, come on, girls, let's go to the bar. And they were like, oh, my God, we love you. Because, you know, every like girl loves a gay dude. Like, oh, my God, he doesn't want to fuck me. And he, and he likes to fucking do cute stuff and da-da-da. Well, these girls didn't realize that he was basically taking them into the fucking battlefield to get free drinks downtown. And, and uh, yeah, every now and then I hear, like, a horror story. Like, oh, my God, you'll never believe what he did. This motherfucker, he fucking ran up this whole tab, and next thing you know, we were had to pay like $1,200, and he just kept the bottles coming, and we thought this other dude was going to pay for it, and da, 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 and he, you know, yeah, I can I've, tell you I've been, Have you ever been, I, I know you, I know you have, and I'll tell you, you're terrified because you're out with people who are like balling more than you, and we're all going to like split the tab, and next thing you know, you're like in a VIP, and there's like six Sparkling bottles coming your way. I'm like, oh, like, no. Yeah, no, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Not here. Go to Undertale. Undertale. Yeah, no, Because no. you go out, and, and these homeboys are like, let's all go out. You're like, sure, sure. Like, let's go to VIP. Okay, cool, cool. And they got it like that. They all do. And then next thing you know, those bottles are coming, and you're like, each of those bottles is $400. There's six of them. There's three of them. Oh, no. No. And I know none of my homies are chipping in. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, fuck. And let me let me just talk about this. I love wilding out and doing baller shit and stuff just like anyone else would. Okay? But it comes to a point in your life, I don't know if it's called growing up, but you don't really give a fuck about all that shit. Mm-mm. I've been times where I'd buy a bottle and I would just walk around with it. And they're like, oh, you don't want a table? I'm like, no. And I would tell waitress, hey, listen, don't sit here and try to like pour my drink i'm a grown-ass man i don't need you to pour my drink yeah i'm gonna drink straight liquor you don't need to throw no fucking pineapple juice in there even though i love pineapple juice just get the fuck out of here and go hustle these other go i'm gonna still tip you very well yeah just don't unless you're trying to you know trying to go back and hang out later on and yeah come hang out but you're trying to hustle me just don't try to hustle the hustler go hustle the other dudes that don't get pussy and this is like crazy and cool yeah. and it's the greatest night of life because i do this shit i do this it's shit like how much money do you tip the waitress at the buffet like, thank you for for picking up these three plates I had. What I had this chick on uh, Tinder match. You're me. the bus boy, not the waitress. I had this chick on Tinder match me the other day, and she was a waitress at Red Lobster. Okay. And I oh, guess, cheese biscuit ass. Yeah, and she went straight to the biz. Like, oh my god, I love you. I waited on you a couple of times. She's like, you tipped really well. I was like, oh, thank you. You know. And I think it was a I just I would normally throw down like a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? And uh and I just I was just like, Oh shit, yeah, you know, come through. And some of these girls I match with and stuff on there, they think like I want like a relationship with them or something. So they get kind of excited. Oh, like Tinderoni oh. girls. 
some of them are like, "Hey, what the fuck are you on here for?" And then I have girls that are that that are less than desirable in my eyes, and they're like very like, "Oh, so what are you on here just promoting yourself?" <laughs> Like, oh, if, I just need you to, I, uh, just news for you. If you're going to match with someone, you should probably fucking talk to them. And they get, like, angry as fuck. I'm like, whoa, this is how, this is how chicks feel with crazy-ass dudes messaging them. And shit. I'm like, calm down, motherfucker. And then I got to pretend like I'm slightly interested. Like, oh, no, hey, you know, if you want to come hang out. Da, da, da. And I invited a couple of girls just recently to my house. And and then I normally, like, if we get on the subject, I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, me and my girl, you know, we fuck chicks together and stuff. Like, that's that's my that's my sexuality, you know what I'm talking about? Don't fucking take, don't judge me, okay? That's what I, that's how I like, some people like fucking dudes in the ass, and I like fucking multiple girls at the same time, all right? Don't fucking judge me. And then I don't, I don't have to fuck them all. Sometimes I just, you know, jack off on their face or something, or fucking, you know, just. You, you know, old fuck. hopeless romantic. Yeah, you know. I don't always need to fuck. Sometimes I just end to watching my chick get her pussy eaten or something, you know. Fucking, I'm, I'm call me, call me old fashioned, you know. But whatever. Um, That's what my grandmama said. So this girl showed up and I didn't quite have the hey, do you like chicks? Oh shit! Well, hey, me and my chick, we get down like that. So if you, if you, you know, if if you're interested, you're more than welcome. But if not, whatever, and come over and hang out and fuck one of my other homies. I don't say that. I'm just thinking like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the I, gist of it. I'm like basically inviting whoever wants to come hang out long as you're cool and you're chill yeah that'll I don't, chestnut. yeah i'm not like never is there expectations i even put that on my profile i have zero expectations on here so i don't care if you come to my house and you fucking sit in a turtleneck and you play monopoly in the corner and you drink water all night or if you're fucking over there gobbling fucking 20 dicks i don't care like I'd rather you. I'd prefer if you're attractive, gobbling my wiener. Let's call it five dicks and a sprite. How about that? But like, there's been several times where I've invited girls over here and literally threw them to the wolves, and and they'd be very confused. Like, wait a minute, you have a girlfriend? Like, I literally found myself introducing this cutie patootie to a girl. Uh, her and her girlfriend came over, and I introduced them to my girlfriend. And I can see the like her eyes, like, what? Wait a minute, what the? F- did I just get bamboozled here? Did he just? Tra- did I just fall into a pussy trap? You know, and sometimes they become my friends and sometimes, you know, we fuck them and don't ever talk to them again. And sometimes they'd be fucking getting relationships with some of my friends. Like, I don't know, like just a hippie. Like, I'm just kind of good. Not hippie as in like, you know, I don't have a job or I'm lazy or stink. I smoke weed all day. I fucking, I, I'm a very like just Steven, you mean shit by that. Okay. No offense, Steven. You no didn't offense. mean anything by that. No offense. I don't take an offense. You are lovable. Um. Even though he just got tattooed unlovable across his face. Steven did get unlovable tattooed across his face. He was definitely in his RV one late night drinking some fucking some oh, vodka. Yeah. Listening, listening to, to the little, cure. You to know, fucking Robert Whenever Smith. I'm alone with you. Some DJ mashed up little, yeah. peep, little peep over some, some Do the you really want to hurt me? Fucking little Zan and shit. When and you like, walked into the tattoo parlor and said... I want unlovable on my right above my eye. Art was like, hell yeah, dude, yeah. I got you coming right up. <laughs> what was the let me ask you this, Steven. What was the what was the pre thought to the unlovable over the eye? Like, cause I know your album's not about to drop, so you know, usually that's when you can go with something like that. Did you just did you just think to yourself, you're like, you know, people think I'm too tough. I need to tone it down. <laughs> You should just get a giant teddy bear on your on your forehead. You should get a tramp stamp. It just says, hug me, daddy. You know? Who, 
Yeah, does an Electron John have a tramp stamp? Electron John does have a tramp stamp. I've asked him about that a couple times, and I was kind of uncomfortably awkward. I'm like, do you have a fucking tramp stamp, a tribal tramp stamp? What he's, the fuck? He's got a little jizz coaster on his back. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm glad that trend's gone. Oh, God. The bob wire and, oh, and the tramp stamps. The butterfly. You know, I, I still fuck girls in their like late 30s now that I have to have to stare at two paw prints near their pussy and just think, oh, my Drew, God. Drew Barrymore has a, a, a butterfly tattoo. Of course she does. Crotch. She's probably the first one to get it. You know? Yeah, um, I, how about I saw Lake Conway, one of the best tramp stamps ever. Uh, was this girl named Jeannie, and on her back was a circle that said, place beer here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> like seriously there's this one hot chick that i talked to that i used to like think she was gonna come hang out and i actually she actually was gonna come out here and then i think she got like she got all in her feelings like oh well, i'm trying to date you i'm not trying to waste my time like whoa bitch i haven't even met you like yeah, calm the fuck down slow down but she had a double-headed down, jesus baby. tattooed on her chest and i was just like i don't know if i'm cool with busting slow-mo cum shots on a double-headed face uh jesus tattoo on your chest michael I'm, what are you doing, Michael? It's me, Jesus. It's I died me, for your sins. Jesus. I died. Oh, none of my eyes. None of my eyes. It's like a double-headed Jesus right below your tits. I don't want I don't want to see that. Some tattoos will cock. What if she had a, it was like Jesus on her cooch, but like his mouth was her like puss? Yeah. So like you already have lost of Jesus. You're just Jesus is just sucking your dick. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want Jesus anywhere near my genitals. Unless he wants it. I mean, if he wants it, he gets it. <laughs> if he hits me up. If Jesus <laughs> wants my genitals, well, damn it, Jesus can have whatever the fuck he yeah, wants. Yeah, I'm not denying Jesus anything he wants. I'm just like, that's really what we need to do? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it's... Please, it's, dear it, God, let this not it, be a fucking yeah, it highlight. Makes, it makes, oh, I'm going to make it a highlight. Like, it makes more sense than murdering your son so I can go to heaven. So I guess I'll just... <laughs> here's my genitals, Carpenter Jesus. I love you. Uh, where do, could you, where do could I you? transition to that? I got a new dog. El Chapo <laughs> surprised me. Uh, he told me he wasn't coming, and then you said, hey, El Chapo, he sent the letter, so he started to read Oh, may letter. I add, for two days, I'm like listening to Mike kind of like throw real shade at El Chapo not coming, and I'm thinking, I, I can't tell Mike, but I also don't want him to just be like, yeah, I texted El Chapo early today. Fuck you, we're Fuck done. Fuck you, you're dead to me. And I'm like, oh, no. But he came and so he brought you, you a puppy. Yeah, you were sitting there reading the letter. Yeah, and then he's like, very heartfelt, sincere letter. And then towards the end, and he goes, "Oh," it's, and he sends this. And I look down. There's a little baby pug, a little yeah. girl, who does still to this day does not have a name. It's let him make it through at least one winter before you name it. You know, I feel like I'm being one of those really. Uh, uh, those progressive fucking like I'll name it. Oh, let, let my baby decide his gender. Yeah, I'll let this pug decide its name. Pug, what is your name gonna be? I think Come it forward. Name itself shits on bed. Yeah, you know that's what it, it does is. Shit on bed. Yeah. So uh, then he showed up around the corner, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is exactly what I don't need and I do want." And I wasn't gonna pull the trigger because Jetta, my my ten year old fucking the love of my life, my baby girl, Jetta girl. Um, she's not excited about it at all. She's she pissed. can't stand this pug. She's looking at me like, oh, hell no. Nah. When is this motherfucker leaving? Like, hold on. this person, wh- She's like a he- jealous girlfriend. Cause she, she's she, getting sad. I can yeah. see it in her face. And I and it's breaking my heart. So I have to, like, walk in the room like, oh, Jetta, I love you. You're number one. I have to, like, give her more attention. Yeah, she's like, if I was number one, you'd get rid of this fucking baby pug. You'd bring a fucking new dog when Scrappy died. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm in this weird transition part where I'm like, 
I'm I'm loving the dog and I'm giving it its, its behavioral uh, techniques of training because I'm a master, a Jedi at fucking raising dogs. If they can be saved, they can save them. Yeah, because you definitely did a great job with Jedi not being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I didn't. I can't control that. I'm talking about the basic shit and piss and chewing things up. Jedi is an is exactly emotionally needy fucking dog, though. Like it is a ridiculous of how needy she is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so. Now we have a fucking new little baby, eight or nine week year old puppy running around shitting and pissing and chewing up everything. And she's very cute. She's got a lot of energy. She's fucking adorable. We don't know what the fuck we're gonna name her. So if you wanna if you wanna add a suggestion, go to my fucking Instagram and I don't go uh post what you think it should be. Yeah, called. if you if you really wanna suggest the dog's name, Instagram might get flooded. If you wanna just send the name during Cash App. If I should, like, change the gender of my dog and let it transition to being a boy, just let me know. Yeah, no, let us can, know. I don't know. Do, so, you, do you have names in your head? I mean, you don't have to say them, but do I, you? I wrote a little, little list. Oh, out. you wrote a list? Yeah. How unlike Mike Busey. Yeah, I have a little list. I have, I have, like, four or five names. But then every now and then I'm like, wait a minute, that one's good. And there's going to be that one guy from, like, Oklahoma who's like, yep, I'm the one that said that name. That's what Mike named it after. And then some of them are, like, naming them cute names that like kind of are exactly the name of girls that i've used to date and i'm like yeah that's not gonna work yeah, that's a really you'll love that yeah she was like hell the fuck no combat pugsy you know <laughs> <laughs> bella bunny oh pug yeah bella pug more like yeah. true berry pug yeah you all know? this like all those like names of uh chicks that i have passed with and and i'm just like um yeah let's keep keep the names coming in let's keep them yeah. keep them coming in some of them were like, you know, just like, okay, name it Corona and shit. And, and, and like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm still like, I, I, the motherfucker's so adorable, but I'm just like, it's Here what we you go. want. You wanted a girl pug too, right? Yeah, I wanted a girl pug. Why'd you want a girl pug over a guy? Was there any reason or just? Cause, uh, male pugs, they kind of, they become real stubborn and check, yeah. they check out about two years old. They're like, fuck you. And they really? just do whatever they want, you know? That sucks. And and female pugs are more like emotionally like they like warm up you know just like a yeah. woman you know they get the bleeding pussies and shit and fucking oh science again yeah Florida Christian College science yep so what was hey let me ask you this what is science class in a Christian college like they're like so anyway God did it all dismissed I'm trying to remember my first year what I you had to take a course called Life of Christ by this like eighty year old fucking. He's like, as I remember it, because I was 12 when they got him. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, blacker than midnight. No one wants to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, didn't take any. There wasn't... I wasn't... Enrolled. It probably wasn't a science class in Florida Christian College. I don't think there was. I don't know. There might have been. I don't know. That's what always gets me about like going to a Christian school, because it's like, I graduated from Christian College with a degree, and I believe in the Bible. And it's like, what's your minor in? Your, your God is wrong. That's my minor. A minor in every other god is wrong except for my carpenter. There's definitely, even at a young uh, age, I definitely could see, like, people that were there. They were like, whoa, y'all are really fucking weird. It was like the ROTC people. Yeah. But except they were, like, a lot of plaid, like, shirts, like Old Navy and shit. Yeah. And they were kind of, like, stuck up, but then they were nice. And then, you know, nothing's worse than, like, a real Christian-y. I've always been a big fan of, like, hot christian sluts yeah like, me too me too if like, you love jesus and love sucking dick i was like hey we can hang you out. get it like, yeah 
We can we can love our on? God and you can suck this dick. Yeah, Sermon on the Mount, open the other cheek. Who's it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to every every guy wants to go to a church and meet that hot fucking Christian chick? Because what you want is naughty. you you want a chick who's hundred percent sexually open, but has that like like the interpretation of Christ morals where she's like, no, don't do that. Be nice to these people. No, let's help people out. You're like, God damn, she's such a good person. But also she's not hung up on like one part of the Bible. That's like, and thou shalt not 69. You know, you want that. Like, I mean, here's the deal. If you're eating shellfish, you're already fucking breaking the rules. Let's get weird. You know, let's get weird. It just goes back to fucking, I've always stood firm on, Hey, I'm cool with like the Ten Commandments and shit. They and seem pretty stuff. reasonable. Yeah, but the whole sexual stuff, I'm like, come yeah. on, man. I, I got to fucking. You gave me a dick. You made me horny. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to kill anybody. I'm not going to steal anything. I'm trying not to covet another man's wife. That's why th- I'm telling but you. But now you're telling me I can't jag off, and it's nowhere in this book. It's just coming straight from you. <laughs> this is how I justify it. It's back in the days when. Back in the Bible days, when these these uh, young men were getting married and 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 they were damn near fucking twelve, ten, eleven years old or whatever the fuck they were, that was about the time you started getting hair in your dick and 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 getting some mustache. Or Florida whatever. Christian College Science. Yeah, Come this, on, give it to me again. <laughs> no, so check it out. This is this is my thought process on this. All right. So when you're back in the Bible days, if you were like fucking 12, 13 years old, motherfucker, you already had like a wife and kids and you were getting ready to die in five more years. Yeah. So what happens around that time? You go through puberty. Same thing with a woman. She gets her period. So these these young kids were being like fucking arranged marriage or being pimped off for goats or whatever the fuck. The, the but tra- usually the arranged marriage, the dude was like 25. And the woman was like 12. I don't know about that, Miguel. I'm going to have to fact check you on I don't know. Yeah, that's about If you look at arranged marriages, dudes now, always get a young wife. In our society over here on this side of the planet, because some of this stuff's still going on over there, you know, some fucking Indian motherfuckers are like, oh, you wouldn't, that make, it, wouldn't that make it right then? I don't know. I, like that's, if the Bible so says weird. do it and then they're doing it now and then they're like, yeah, but you can't do it now. No, it's just, it's just like so you just don't know. That's why, like, morals don't always fit across the board because societies and cultures all across the globe do different things, and some are primitively, like, still hardcore. Yeah, one of the things that that trips me out about, like, American Christians are American, like, especially, like, Southern Baptist Christians base their entire life and religion off of a book written by a culture of people that they don't want anything to do with. You know, because it's all Middle Eastern culture, but they don't want anything to do with that culture. But every character in their book probably looks like somebody that's in Guantanamo Bay. But when you get the book, it's a bunch of white Italian people. <laughs> it's like, it's a me, a Jesus, look at me with my longer flowing black hair and a thin chin. And it's like, Jesus, you look like, you know, Don Seccolini's son, Mario. <laughs> Why don't you look like hijacker number three if you guys are from the same barrio? You know, <laughs> like, and that's one of the things, I think one, that's one of the biggest uh, disservices with with religion is when people close their eyes and think of the people in biblical days in Christianity. Most American Christians picture this cast of characters that look European and don't look Middle Eastern, and they they look at this other culture as being uh, heathen. They look at heathen sometimes when this is the main cast of characters from your religion. Yeah, I, we all know that. I mean, we I talked about this recently with you. Think about how fucked up 
media is like the news and social media yeah. and how we how we absorb our information and, and and news and stuff just imagine how fucked up this shit is think how fucked up history really is yeah and as they always say history is written by the, the victims yeah so you know there are so many scenarios where someone said you know what we're gonna fucking during the crusades they'd come into a town yeah. or a village or a fortress and defaced all their yeah. fucking monuments or it's, uh, it's just burned all their Bibles yeah. or whatever the fuck historical documents they were keeping. Who the fuck really knows? So, but see on this one, it's like for me, it's like it's not a who the fuck really knows. It's we know that's what these people look like. We, I'm, that, not even yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about just yeah. history. I just talk about that leap. It's always ridiculous to me. Like I've never walked into a church and seen a Jesus that looked like he grew up near fucking like you know Mesopotamia. Well, this is all you at. know. We can't even fucking agree on what went. Which way? Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. I just know he's not blonde. But <laughs> if you talk about 50 years ago, 100 years ago, shit, there is no fucking way. That's what blows my mind when I hear them say, well, the Egyptians, they fucking, I'm like, mm, did they? I don't know. Yeah, and if it doesn't have anything do ancient know? aliens, it ain't even true. Yeah, if it wasn't on ancient aliens, then I'm not fucking buying it. So that shit, that, that shit done fucked up. It, it, it brought in my fucking Ancient thought Aliens process. brought in your thought process? Bro, listen, it opened my mind up to so many different other possibilities and theories. And and, and a lot of it is entertainment, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. But, man, some of that shit sounds dead on. I'm like, oh, my God. They know. They know. And it's like, wow, like, you know, you think about, you know, fucking angels and and you think about, like, the definition of an alien. And, you know, you got to basically say, okay, so if... Jesus, the son of God, came from not here, then he's an alien. And maybe. And an illegal alien. Yeah. Because so, he didn't get any paperwork or anything. So send him back. Yeah. Build the wall. <laughs> Which I want to touch on. We touched on it briefly. But and he had a job. You think about it too. He was a carpenter. He's an undocumented worker, fucking taking good old jobs from regular Bethlehemians. Damn. Yeah. Jesus was breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. So. We all know aliens are real. Yeah. I mean, I, there's definitely got to be aliens. Everybody everybody listening is like, oh, yeah, it is that two and a half hour mark. Time for them to justify aliens again. I just don't know how 2020, we've been through so much up and down stuff. And the fact that this we, year alone, we've had more concrete, like, well, I, would, I, I don't even want to say the word evidence. This is, but yeah, we've talked about this a couple times already, though. This still like beats on my mind because yeah. it changes everything. And the fact that we're still worrying about the simplistic things, I think everything changes if, if everything we thought we knew is not what it really is. And if, there are, if we're not the only uh, creation out there, if there's something else out there, if there's other beings, other species. Has there been any like small victory in 2020 that you've been like fuck yeah like that's because i'll tell you one for me it's weird but i was watching on uh pluto tv i don't know you guys ever heard of pluto tv at all it's, I've heard of it's an app like you watch tv they have channels that just play one program all day long like unsolved mysteries all day long you know i was watching unsolved mystery that i watched when i was a kid about these two guys who stole this chest of money and people have been looking for it ever since and I was like, oh, shit, I remember this one. And I watched it. And at the end of the episode, update. 
And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I remember this was a kid. They found the chest of money. They found the guy. So what, they took the old episode and then edited. They still play the old episodes the same way. But if there's an update to the episode, then at the end of it, they'll put update. Oh, wow. Tell you. Yeah, and dude, it was a jaw. So it's like a whole new show. Yeah, it was a jaw-dropping moment for me. Because I was like, oh, shit, I remember this episode. Watching it all the way through. I was like, yeah, they'll never find those bank robbers' money, blah, blah, blah. The episode ended. And then fucking, it wasn't Robert Stack because he was already dead. It was Dennis Franz, who's dead now, too. But he was uh, oh, so conspiracy. And yeah, and he was like, update. The Jorgensen brothers go. I was like, oh, shit. And it literally was a moment where I text my homeboy, Jamie, and I was like, Jamie, I was like, do you remember the Jorgensen brother, Unsolved Mysteries? And he's like, no. And I really thought he was going to remember it because we, we loved Unsolved Mysteries. I was like, oh. I was like, well, they did an update and they found the treasure. And he was like, cool. He was like, I got to get a COVID test for my son. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, you don't understand, bro. Yeah, the like, band's bro. getting back together. Yeah, you know what this means? I was like, we got to get that Sasquatch episode next, man, because I want to know. changes everything. Unsolved Mysteries is such an unsatisfying show because it literally ends unsolved. There's nothing scarier than that fucking music. If you grew up in Dude, the 80s and 90s and you heard yeah. that shit, that sound chills up your ass. Yeah, Unsolved Mysteries music was great. And Robert Stack, a lonely West Virginia woman, was walking through. Bam! Aliens, motherfucker! Man, that shit's... Here's the deal. The United States government has gone on the record multiple times now. This is like the fourth time we've done yeah, this. But so let's add some. Give me an okay, update. Okay, UFO hating ass motherfucker. Give me an update. We'll just Why do you it, hate the aliens, Miguel? I don't. I just want to. aliens to come into your heart I want a new dialogue because we're about to give them the same Unsolved Mysteries episode again with no, no I did, update. I did some more research. I did some more research last night. I Uh-oh. went down a few wormholes Uh-oh. on YouTube. Oh, the old YouTube, I can't quote oh. where I got it from research. No, I, I could, I, it started on Joe Rogan, and they went over to here, and went over to there. And, and yeah, uh, basically, the 100% that this dude, he is selling a book, but he definitely worked <laughs> uh, for 30 years, uh, a part of their, their space program yeah, for they're Israel. Like, you talking about Craig? You're talking about Craig the Wash Boy? <laughs> Not only did he say that they, they, they exist, but that we have a... The America has a fucking has a, a peace like treaty. They have an agreement, uh, the Galactic fucking uh, Federation. They have an agreement that they're just going to keep it chill. And I guess Donald Trump was actually going to go on the record and say, "Hey, motherfuckers, aliens." There's are all no real. way that aliens exist without Donald Trump sending out a mass tweet. That's what the argument. What is. the fuck? <laughs> Everyone's saying that there ain't no way. There's he no kept way he could keep his mouth shut about that one. Well, here's the deal. 2020 is coming to an end. There are literally like days left, and uh, we're doing this show right before Christmas. Christmas is like three or four days away, and um, wherever um, life is with you right now, I hope uh, that you're blessed and you're happy and you find peace and joy, and that I know there's no physical like transition into the year. I know it's just another shitty fucking calendar that you probably have to buy do people even buy calendars anymore i still buy the chick-fil-a calendar you buy it online the coupons now. boy it used to be fucking dank too now it's not because it used to be every month you got a chick-fil-a biscuit and something now there's literally one that's like 20 percent off I your met next the order CEO of chick-fil-a one time at a was, convention. was it that true as kathy guy the old guy or was Some it the old new yeah. white guy you know that the CEO he was so chick- nice to me of course he was he was like you're a good white man michael you like pussy Wonderful, wonderful. I was at some like uh, celebrity auction thing that I was. Never mind, the whole other story. Yeah, I can imagine um, him at an auction. And he's like, I like this one here. Goth, is it? <laughs> Let me see your calves. Well, we're not buying that. We're buying cars. Sorry, sorry, just force of habit. <laughs> Separate so, that one from his son. 
this is every time of the year i get very like uh emotional and sentimental i'm like man here we go we're about to close out another year in history they'll never get back and this will all just be a memory to those who can remember and uh another i mean i thought 2020 sounded like a fucking marvel comic book Back then, like whoa, twenty. I had these books like Spider Man two thousand ninety nine. Yeah, two thousand ninety nine sounds pretty close to twenty twenty. That was the Miguel O'Hara Spider Man. Just in case anybody wants. And to you think of all these crazy predictions into the world and all the stuff that's going on and stuff. And I'm just like, man, it's been a crazy fucking year. And it's just like everyone kind of joked around in the beginning, like, oh, what's what's January got for us? What's February? Oh, fucking killer hornets. Da, da, da. Like, Worst do you PR. think anything crazy? Let me get you. Let me get your yeah. predictions for, like, are we gonna have that Y two K moment? Like, right at fucking midnight, is the fucking nuclear fucking bombs gonna go off and shit? No. What do you think's gonna happen? Nothing. 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 Steven, you think there's any? Do you think we're gonna have one last little plot twist of this year? Literally nothing. Literally Chris, nothing Steven said. I can't say no. Yeah. I don't know, man. I always have a feeling there's something going on. Chris is new here, so he still wants to appease Mike. So, but so remember. Like, there's still, like, I guess January 20th is when uh, Joe Biden is supposed to be inaugurated. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah. Steven? Yeah. Chris? Yeah. I think that will happen. I'm going to say my prediction right here right now. And this 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 was recorded on December what? 20, 22nd, 2020. I think there's going to be one more fucking, like, oh, God. Whether it's a bunch of people burning cities down or... Trump is going to throw another Hail Mary. Like, well, according to the fucking... Da-da-da-da. I mean, he's going to keep coming up with legal Hail Marys, but at this point, even the Supreme Court's like, shh, come on, man. Come on. I still think um, there's going to be one... I think 2020's got one more little fucking thing in it. I don't know. I'm not saying a yeah. fucking... The Earth's going to blow up or anything. See, you're pulling a Nostradamus. You're like, something's going to happen. And then if there's like an earthquake, you're like, nailed it. Told you. <laughs> They call me Busadamus. Yeah, Busadamus. He's his quatrain. He's like, things will occur. People will think weird. Odd. The moon. <laughs> it's like nailed like, it. Nostradamus. My, I remember when I was a kid, we used to get this like VHS tape of the prophecies of Nostradamus, and uh, we would watch it. And then, and and my mom would be like, it's pretty eerie how his stuff. And I'd always be like, wait, read that quatrain again. Miguel, just like, a, he's a Miguel's a hater. No, like, man, he, I'm he just, I'm just, I'm just the kind of guy who's like, you can't write me a poem that kind of be anything, and then 12 years later, after something happened, be like, that's what he was talking about. He's an after the fact do, motherfucker. Do you think that this is all coincidence, or do you think no, it's chaos? That's think? what it is. It's chaos. Coincidence isn't the word. It's chaos. The world exists in, in a chaotic state, and I don't mean that in some crazy thought. I just mean the life is chaos. There's not the order is in the chaos, and and that's why there's leaps in evolution and climbs and stuff. It's chaos. Now I don't think I definitely know. We all know in in the world we live in now. There's controlled things like come on, you know, like nobody here doubts that you mentioned something on your phone. You mentioned something near your phone, and it's there. And of course, gathering of that information to a degree, like the ability to gather so much people's information, has to be, sway things in the world. You well, know, I think if as much as you're a hater sometimes of some of this shit, you're like the you're like the skeptic of of the of the group of us, and I'm I'm also on on your side completely yeah. in many in many ways. Then there's sometimes I'm like, I don't know, Miguel. I ain't riding on this one with you. I'm going to stay yeah. where I'm at here on this. Um, I had a guy try to get me to join a militia 
and he actually hit up uh, our guy again. Yeah. He wanted to sell me some ammo, but he wanted to do more than sell me some ammo. He wanted to, like, witness to me and, like, and it, it went on his whole drug out fucking, and this guy's, this guy has, like, he he's ready. He's ready. He's ready more than I've seen on these prepper shows. Yeah. This guy's got, like, two different dialysis machines. Isn't it going to suck for him if nothing happens? Well, this is this is my point I'm trying to say. and I'm not, like, stating. Yeah. I'm just yeah. theoretically throwing it out there for the point of conversation. I feel that this year, out of all the years that I've been alive, the 40 years, thank you, Lord, um, that some of those conspiracy theorists and those prepper guys, they don't seem so crazy anymore. And some of the things that people have said about our government and and the way things are moving, I feel like society, or at least here in America, that's all I can really judge on what I see because that's my perception of reality and then this current state, city um, moment. I think some of that shit is, uh, I think it's starting to not seem so unbelievable now. Like, a lot of the things that we thought were like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I think it's starting to sound pretty legit now. What do you think, like, guys who are preppers, though, who who are, like, prepping for a term or a time when our government turns on us? Like, Chris, you've been to Afghanistan. They prepped a lot, those Taliban guys. And, uh didn't really stop a lot when like you know you're you're hitting them with an apache so i see like preppers who tell me like i'm ready for when the government turns against me and i get it but also like the Viet Cong were supplied by the nva like there was it wasn't just the guys in pajamas and tunnels like everybody thinks it was an organized military force behind it well here's the thing you gotta like it's like when you're creating your own character in a video game you got 100 points we're gonna put it in you're gonna put it in food yeah Fucking medical supplies. Like, could you imagine having all the ammo and the guns in the world and food? You're like, fuck, I forgot the aspirin. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I forgot a Band-Aid. Or, fuck, I don't have fucking Tylenol or whatever the fuck. Or NyQuil. Shit. You know, there's going to be that one guy that's going to have more alcohol than anyone, and I hope that's me. And that guy's going to be able to trade alcohol. We're going to be trading alcohol and porn. We're still going to be making it. It's just like uh, flip books of Polaroids. (laughs) And you think about, like, crazy shit. And you got to think about, you got to think, this is how you got to do it. You, you got to cover a little bit of every base if you're if you're hardcore into that, the whole prepper situation. But they situation. don't seem to ever cover the base of, like, what's the military going to be well, doing during well, this? Yeah, let me, let me touch on this. You got to start from the ground, say, okay, what do you convictively feel is going to be, like, a crisis or uh, some biblical proportionate fucking disaster or whatever be the case? Because... I I I feel pretty strong with like, hey, if it's if the real conflict is from neighbor to neighbor and and, and culture and humans running around, I feel like it's definitely going to be a lot of like Republicans are going to be like, all right, boys, we got our guns, and then I feel like a lot of Democrats are going to be fucked because well, how they what are they going to do, you know? Because they're not going to be able to go I'll run up to someone's their, house their and knowledge. kick their door in. Maybe. <laughs> like, but then you think people, about... Everybody's knowledgeable. Because the thing is, here's the deal. It, I'm not it, saying they're out. Let me just... No, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're out. I'm just saying, like, it's going to be a little hard to go fight for food if you have no weapons. And it's going to be also hard to fight if you have a weapon and you're fat but like me and you don't know how to fucking dug and dodge. What's going to happen where it's going to be neighbor That's what to I'm neighbor. trying to say is that you got to pick your scenario because I, I read this thing a while ago. They said that Madagascar is, like, the safest <laughs> place to be due to the elevation and the lack of population and it has it has like food it has the water and it has shelter like caves and shit like that so they were there was like a study 
this is a while ago. I don't even know. I can't quote a source on yeah. this, obviously. And uh, they they claimed that that would be one of the safest places because it was the furthest away from sea level raising, a volcano erupting, and wasn't known for earthquake or whatever, whatever the case scenario they factored in. Because that's what's going to happen if, when, if and when some crazy shit happens. Think of all these societies that build like whole fucking cities and towns and then boom, they're done for a brush fire. Some asshole has a fucking surprise. We're having a a gender reveal party and then all their home is burnt down, their food, their animals, their, all their possessions gone. Think about someone who lives in California and has this beautiful home in Malibu and then the fucking ground falls out. Like these preppers, they got a wall around their thing. So they're a target. Once you see a wall, you know, it's so. Let me ask you. So what I'm basically trying to say is, is I feel like if you are into that type of mentality, it's a safe thing to think, but it's also kind of a dangerous thing to think because you could literally spend the rest of your life training. Like you, like when you saw yeah. the Hancock guy, yeah. the fastest draw in yeah. the fucking the world. The guy got murked in a, in in a, a scenario. And he a scenario. said, it, yeah. And it's like, damn, I will never be a fraction of that guy's skill ever, even if I spent from this day and I lived to be 40 more yeah. years, I still would never be as good as him. Well, it was like the the, the SEAL team we met at that same uh, exhibit. He said, uh, he said something to me that blew my mind. He said, every time a SEAL's ever been killed in combat, he's generally been killed by someone less trained than him. It was a scenario that got him. Yeah. And he said, oh, these guys were, she's like, they're the best. They're trained. He's like, they're ready. He goes, but there's still a scenario that gets you. All right, so you here's, know? that's what I'm, that's my yeah. point. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because my point is that, you see these people on TV and the internet, and you're just like, wow, that's cool. Oh, well, I think that they have a serious advantage. Or da, da, da. Could you imagine if you were like in the middle of fucking America, like the Ozarks, and you're down in the ground and you know population and you, you don't have outside threats like that, but and you have food, you have water, you have shelter, you have fucking hot chicks, you got like 10 wives, you got fucking baby fetuses you can eat if you need to and jars over here whatever the fuck pickles fucking wheat rice you're good to go solar power you got fucking internet somehow you backed up every single book because think about that you got cocksucking cherries on you dvd got, you got cocksucking cherries on dvd and you got some fucking gerbils to run around that are fucking making the power you have everything but then boom earthquake happens and you completely yeah. fucking like crushed or a flood or think about they they talk about Mount St. Helens and shit. If it was ever to erupt, it would literally the whole fucking. No, you're talking about uh, uh, Mount Rushmore or no. not Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Mount Rushmore. You're talking um, about the guys Yo- uh, Yosemite, uh, uh, Yellowstone, Yellowstone National Park. The, yeah, sorry, uh, I mixed up faithful. my. <laughs> George Washington's gonna erupt, motherfucker. <laughs> He's just Lincoln's pissed off. He's like, the- this is nobody's doing what I thought they would do. And then the clouds cover the sun, and everything dies. And we think about, we feel very. Falsely well, secure about this. Well, here's the thing that I look at this. I watch a lot of these prepper shows with you, and a lot of these guys aren't, like, super big on cardio. Yeah. And it's like, prep all you want. If you can't run for a day, you're probably not right. going to make it. I would say I would say, if a guy like me spent all my time stockpiling weapons, food, ammunition, all this other stuff, but I can't run I thought for about this three for hours straight... I'm dead. But here's That's what where, happens in, in, in a survival situation. I'm dead. But here's where me and you have an advantage, though, okay? Let's say this whole COVID thing. Let's say that they literally had, like, the National Guard outside everyone's fucking main highway with guns drawn. Like, if you even pass, we'll shoot and kill you. You could technically stay in your house and starve 
a little longer than old skim skim bones Jones yeah. over there because we got enough fat to burn off. So technically, by the time you actually need to run, and if you can survive but our the malnutrition, yeah, there's we got a lot you of know, things. So that's the thing. We, we'd be all like crawling because burning fat without getting new fresh calories and working out is going to cause our muscles to just go away. All right. So real quick, and this doesn't have to be based on yeah, yeah, yeah. evidence or fucking facts. Just a thought. If yeah. you were going to live anywhere on the planet and you get one, uh, describe your typical, what is your safe scenario fucking end of the world? Like how, who's in the, who's in there with you? What do you have? Do you have a plane? Do you have a boat? Do you have a submarine? I've always thought submarines are pretty cool because I'm like, oh, well, this fucking typhoon comes in. You just float up. Like, <laughs> battleships are pretty cool. I always thought, this is what I always thought, Miguel. Yeah. I said, hey, if I can get some, some snipers on a roof of a Home Depot, a Walmart, a hospital, and uh, Walmart, I'd be fucking probably pretty good. And I'm not talking, I know, yes, there's yeah. only like fucking five days worth of shit in the grocery store, or two yeah. weeks or whatever, da da da. But I'm telling you, the Home I, Depot, you got, I mean, you could fortify the inside of that Home Depot with what you have. I'm you putting know? my guys on the roof. Miguel, yeah. And they're not letting no one come in. And then you got to fuck. I've thought about this before, like but with I mean, Big here's LA, thing, how though. fat he is and how yeah. he used to have all the guns back in the day. But here's the thing. I was like, thing. he'd get greedy at and hungry. At this point, and food there's, here's the thing. At this Kill point, him. you're in this scenario where the world's all dissolved, right? Well, there's a tank platoon that's around and they got a tank. And the world's dissolved. So they're a crew now. They're their own organization. So there's your Home Depot, and there's a tank platoon. And it doesn't matter how many snipers you got on that roof. If they want to take that Home Depot, they're going to take it. Because just because the world's dissolved doesn't mean skilled fighting men aren't around. And that means equipment's laying around. And uh, you're out. I think the the, the secret is, is to... Have your basic necessities. Learn to ration it for an extreme period of time and say, all right, if I have to eat only this and I got one year and I have to be hunkered down in here, how do I live past that? And then how do I uh, – I used, there was a show on History Channel, this guy, and he was doing like end-of-the-world scenarios. And he would – I think it was all filmed in Detroit, like in, in the old city yeah. of Detroit – because it was like all these abandoned buildings, and he would say, all right, this is what you need to do. First of all, you don't want no one to know you're out there because you yeah. become a target. And then how to, like, make biodiesel stuff and find cars and how to hotwire it and the power. Secret, the secret is to be able to navigate the sea. The you know people what? who can navigate the sea are, are ahead of every prepper. Because especially if you've got a good-sized sailboat that can go up rivers and on the ocean – that's how the Vikings made it. Their boats could go up rivers in the ocean. And the ability to navigate the sea, have a small crew of boats with you, and be able to travel. So an ark. So if, if we Not even an ark as much as multiple boats. Sausage ark. Sausage ark. We've got, we our pirate ship. We've got our pirate ship already. Because, I mean, if Florida is one of the lower yeah. lowest parts of fucking the sea level, yeah. we're only one good fucking... And if you had, if you had a sailboat... That was big enough to hold like eight people in it, so you'd have three people in supplies. You have a multiple sailboat. An like Asian, well, a you Spanish could, girl, a redhead, just to switch it up. It's spicy. No, you could literally go from coast to coast navigating the rivers here, and you could take it up the Mississippi. You have a, a sailboat that can travel. It, that is the key to my post-apocalyptic survival. I don't know how to do that, so I die. But those who can sailboat. navigate the sea in a sailboat, because hmm. you could find you can go to Madagascar. 
It'd take you probably like uh, like seven weeks of travel to get from here to Madagascar. But you could go around the world now. And there will be pirates because there will be other people with sailboats. So you need to have like like a 240 golf on every part of this boat you can have and, and ammo. But because you can sail, you're not sitting still to a point where people can plot on you. You can work trade. You can, And this is where the Vikings excelled. Any they part tra- of the planet, if you could take over like a, a town or an area, where what part of the planet are you going to? My base of operations for my for my sailboats are gonna be. Where am I thinking, bro? I'm gonna think somewhere tropical because my fat ass ain't doing the uh, the freezing snow. Yeah. Like maybe like uh, some small little Hawaii fucking place that has a lot of fish. I love fish. I'd I'll be like, probably, damn, this is like red I, lobster Honestly, every night. I'll probably take somewhere near like San Diego, where the weather's around seventy degrees all the time beach breeze, seafood. There's big cities nearby that I could forage for supplies. There's a former military bases all around there, so I might be able to get some good weaponry. I could push out and go to some island out there and make that a base. And then you're, you're close to the, to the, I mean, it's a long trip, but you can make it over to through the Pacific. You can make it to Hawaii. You know, like, like you can move, but it's sailing. That's my post-apocalyptic. And I, like I said, I don't know how to sail. So I have to acquire sailboats and put the team together. As usual, my only wow. skill is putting the team together. And then you have to have some form of government because, like I was saying before, I used to like, oh, man, I would have this guy with guns. But then you're like, wait a minute, I know this guy gets really emotional and crazy and cranky. Yeah. And what happens one day when he wants to have more fucking chocolate yeah. radishes than fucking what he's entitled to and he starts murking everybody and then you got to have alliances and then – you got girls falling in love with dudes. I'm cutting the fucking... dicks off every one of my guys. It's together. a eunuch army. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about anyone having like pussy problems. Yeah, because then you're going to have the girls all pissed off and emotional. And then, and then like, I think even then the world motherfuckers are still going to get horny and shit. So oh, I think, they're going to get horny. going to be a fucking Bro, during quarantine, hot commodity. During quarantine, I was the horniest I've been in forever, man. I was jacking off all the time. My house looked like Superman's cave. Yeah, how many cans of fucking ravioli you can get for some pussy coming like if, if shit starts hitting the fan? Oh, my God. Bro, you like, got the fucking ravioli score? You're a god king. I just don't know. I feel like it's almost futile to even emphasize into one other area because it's... That, that's him. That's why I'm going with the sailing idea. I, I do like the waterway idea, but yeah. I also don't like that because it's like oh, a lot of bad things could happen. Well, you, you got a base. You got a Pirate King base that you make it to. I That's mean, why a lot of people think the Ozarks is the new – there's a there's a huge uh, – it's like the biggest – it's the world's it's, – it's the country's largest residential home that it's zoned as yeah. residential. And the guy who owns it is the guy who invented and runs this – crazy cia technology yeah. it's like the the satellites that can see yeah. you reading your newspaper from from space well you can google and look at if you and this is facts yes. okay um well they have a fucking house that is like bigger than the white house and it's supposed to be able to survive hurricanes winds fire fucking weapons earthquakes all this shit and it's dead center way the fuck up on the some hill and uh, even the people who make it, as they make it, they all get fired, and he brings in another contractor to fill and finish the job as they go. You, you know who, it, the, who the god king of a post-apocalyptic scenario is, though? It's it's the the captain of an aircraft carrier. I would definitely say the captain so. of an aircraft carrier is a god king. So He's, there you go. You got to go with. Some I got to deal with aircraft. that too. Well, I got to just move away, from, move away from that because well, you're, you're in San Diego, so that's you got dangerous. This aircraft carrier is probably all around there because you've got uh, Kent Pendleton right. Well, you, you've got the Navy base over there too, Kent Pendleton Marine Base. But yeah, you got to watch out. 
you gotta watch it because I don't. In my in my sailboats run across an aircraft carrier, you know they're gonna make they're gonna board. I think a summer a, a, a badass nuclear sub would be a good little fix because you could go down and no one could fuck with you. you know? Sub's good, man, but aircraft carriers got aircraft to hit you to board everything. You know, sub's gonna have a lot of guys going crazy too. Oh, you're gonna yeah. be under for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you be- gotta be underwater. Sub- Sub's definitely good. Like you think about this, then this is the God King. Why the cap? The the person who's a carrier group, because there's a carrier, a sub, a transport, a helo carrier. With some them. of you are listening to this right now. We're curious what you think your tip. What is the dream? Let's say you're playing a video yeah. game like The Sims or some shit, and you're creating your doomsday scenario. Do you? And you have a draft and say, all right, you can take like food, water, shelter, protection, ammo, pussy, homies, a doctor, even like even electronic information like the internet. You're not gonna be able to have that necessarily. You can't count on that. No, so it's gone. You better have your fucking Boy Scout book, your fucking Marine survival book. You better have like these books and you better know how books to are read gonna it. Be, you know what? Books are going to be a big deal. Hitting libraries and getting books. Underrated, they're gonna make a comeback. And there's gonna be like a guy who's the blockbuster gets yeah, the last who's like laughed. The, who the book merchant. Because think about rolling into a town on like your ox drawn carriage, and you're like, "What do you got here? I got books on science, medicine, blah blah blah. I want to trade them for weapons, and you know, that yeah. that's gonna be worth it. Because I'm gonna be like, this guy's got a whole survival book, you know. And then you know, it's like those movies in the '80s. There's this movie called Solar Babies, and uh, they're like roller skating. They're like skating and they're in the desert and rain water is like the most scarce thing. It's like currency. Yeah. And you think, and there's a lot of stuff going on out there that they're trying to figure out who technically owns the water underground. Is it the landowner? Is it fucking how far you have to go down to get it? Yeah. Claim it and da 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 da. I think that, you know, you've heard these conspiracies where like China is buying all this water yeah. from the Mich- Lake Michigan and stuff like that, and they're bringing over these giant bladders on these tankards back to them and then selling it back to us. And have you ever seen the movie The Book of Eli? No, um, I my buddy told me about it. Book of Eli, the last movie. Bible. Yeah, he's, and he is in Braille and shit. Yeah, and the, and and but in the Book of Eli, one of the things uh, they have these scavengers who go out to find things because it's like thirty years after a nuclear blast has happened, and uh, you know they find little bottles of perfume still, and like people who are in power are like, oh shit, you know, I'll trade you, you know, because what it is is people are people who are alive. We're, we're in their 20s when the nuclear blast happened. Now it's 30 years later. They know about this shit, but the newer people are like, what is this perfume shit you're talking Here, about? Here's a perfect example. 2020, toilet paper. Toilet paper. Who, If you would have told me in the fucking yep. pop the liquid draft that toilet paper was going to be the new hot shit, I'd been like, what? You're like, what? It's bullets, motherfucker. Thank God I involved a higher level of consciousness than I just water <laughs> and a coat hanger. But uh, so I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to have the cleanest asshole on the fucking planet and that shit starts running dry. And- it's things like that yeah. that I, I think that we don't think about. Yeah, you know, you yeah. see those movies when they trans, like, they go to the back in time. Yeah. And like, well, you're really going to love that in 30 years. Yeah. And it's like, think about all this shit that is, like, we don't even really care about right now. That yeah. That going to be like, wow, like, AC, refrigeration, like, things that if, if things did hit the fan, it's like, it's it's a typical, it's the, it's the common saying, you don't miss things until you don't have it no more. And when you don't have it, you're like, fuck. Hurricane comes, you're like, shit, I wish I had electricity right now. You know, we had a big ass generator that ran our house when we first moved in here four years ago. 
we didn't have power for like five days. And there were girls and a bunch of people hanging out here, and they're on Wi-Fi and all this shit. And they left, and they go, oh, my God, there's not electricity. I was like, yeah, bitch, the fucking whole place is running on a generator because yeah. I bought all this diesel that I had tanked, uh, stocked up, and shit like that, man. You look how just a hurricane treats things. Can you imagine how fucking we feel so secure and stable? And I feel like to the smart people, 2020, it woke them up like, whoa, I was not prepared for any of this shit to happen. Can you imagine a post-apocalyptic scenario? It's like five years after whatever scenarios happen, and there are a group of people that have fortified an area, and they have like a petroleum plant that they're able to run because that was their jobs before. And they're the one place in thousands of miles that can make fuel. They're gods now. Yeah. They have to fortify and protect, and they'll have armies protecting them from other people because if that army has, let's say the army has diesel tanks, old school tanks and shit, they need the fuel. Everybody's going to need the fuel. So if these guys are the, the alchemists now who know how to make the fuel, then they will be protected by everyone because if you wipe them out, your ability to fight back with your with your machinery, with your cars, it's all gone. The the, the, the the scales of things flip in those scenarios. There's but, so many scenarios you can never even predict or think about. Oh, yeah. That, that the, just one change of fate could just be like, oh, man, wow. There's one scenario, though, I know is coming up, and that's the end of the show. Oh, you Nostradamus motherfucker. There will be time, but no more, and then Chris will hit the button, blackness. Yeah. That's my quatrain about us shutting down. I'm in really pain right now, my tooth. I'm like losing it. I've I been, know you this are whole because show, you have fought been out me. Of it. When I said we're over, you like, you motherfucker. And I saw your body relax for a second. I'm wore out. I'm, I'm fucking hurting. I'm fucking, my body hurts. I've had a fucking the greatest 40th birthday. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. Thank you. Steven, Chris, everyone, my whole staff, everyone, Sean, the John, Electrons. Electrons. Adam, Adam Bailey, Bailey, fucking the whole list of everyone. Who's Roddy, Robbie, out. Misha, Roddy, Rob, Misha, Jr., Jr., Joy Fatone. Joy, uh, there's there's a whole long list of yeah. people, man, and all my friends that came out. He made this old fat motherfucker feel good inside that that my uh, my life hasn't been complete nothing, and and it feels good to live to see forty. Well, on behalf of me and all the listeners, Mike, happy fortieth birthday, brother. Thank you, guys. If you are listening, uh. If you're a member of MikeBeast.com, you get to come out to the events. We just posted all the photos uh, on the website. So if you get to want to see all the crazy uncensored shit, the titties and the buttholes and everything, and all the sexy great things, uh, that is on the website right now uh, from the birthday party roast slash Christmas party. And uh, Thursday, uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve, come here, spend it with me and my friends, uh, fireworks, dinner, champagne toast, uh, and maybe we'll watch the world end together. Who I knows? couldn't think of a better place. To, not very not very prepared. I mean, kind of prepared, but we're going to have a lot of pussy. We, we're definitely going to have some pussy. Yeah, well, so. with that, guys, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Merry and Christmas. And we'll see you guys next week. You're listening to the Mike Busey Podcast. Thank you, guys. Love you.